It's that it's time, time of the, of the month. month. Hello, everybody. Hey. Welcome a... to the monthly at Winifred's. Yay, here's a Fulia. He's a Wayne. Oh, hello. Oh, my goodness. Hi. <laughs> hello there. What happened to Kendall? No. Oh, I know. Poor Kendall's in the sick bed at the moment. Oh, poor girl. She is coughing bit... like no tomorrow. Yeah, so lots of love to you, Kendall. I'm keeping your seat warm. I'm not going to lie, after that introduction, I'm feeling a little bit rusty, but Fulia, <laughs> you will go gentle on me, won't you? Yes, yes, you'll be fine. <laughs> I feel, I'm in safe hands. I'm in safe hands. Yes, yes, you are. It's all good. Oh, my goodness. How has your month been, Wayne? Oh, Fulia. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, I know. <laughs> How has the world's month been at the moment, hey? Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. Look, we, we've had some highs and we've had some lows, I suppose. Um, yes, definitely. I'm going to focus on the positives. Um, I am grateful that That's I am good. able to to be in lockdown and to self-isolate. Yeah. Because uh, my, my work has, has closed shop for a month and I am in oh, a privileged no. position that I will survive and thrive and come out of it unscathed. So I'm very, I'm very lucky that way. So <laughs> as I said, focusing on the positive things. So this That's month awesome. I have been cr- as creative as I can be, uh, yep. writing a, a new play, mm-hmm. um, which is exciting. Uh, I finished one play off and have gone, hmm, this one needs a bit of work. But I've got yeah. a brand new idea that's so much stronger. And so I've put that old one aside <laughs> and have decided to completely start fresh with something different. But it's nice to know I've got a first draft of something else waiting for me to play with. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. And um, <laughs> look, since being being in quarantine, yeah, well, not you know quarantine, um, because thank touch wood, I'm, I'm healthy at the moment. Uh, mm-hmm. Being in self-isolation, uh, I'm trying to get into a, a, a healthy routine so i'm not sleeping in too too much uh i'm making sure to to go for a walk have some exercise i'm i'm watching movies which is fantastic because as a film nerd it's what i what i love to do i'm writing as much as i can and doing some other stuff with with fred because i uh co-host and produce the fred watch podcast so i'm working on that because we do yes uh we we record in bulk so it's been that's been keeping me busy that's um, good to hear. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not going to lie there, Fulia. I miss cuddling people. <laughs> yes, I know. I miss the hugs. Yes, I am a big hugger, and <laughs> I do miss hugging people. I'm not going to lie. That's uh, so true. But yes, but you and I are, are in self isolation as well, recording from two different Fred Shed studios. Yes, that is so true. So yes. this is similar to our episode of uh, a podcast called Fred, uh, Fred from uh, this week. We It is the isolation edition. <laughs> yes, it is. And it yes, will it be is. for at least a month, I'd say. I think so too, yeah. So it'll mm. be interesting though because I'm sure that Kendall will be uh, back to her old self, happy and healthy uh, for the yes. next edition of the monthly. So it'll be interesting Hopefully, to see yes. what, what's, what, what'll happen within that month. Hopefully uh, mm. the, the whole world starts to feel better. I, I would like to imagine. Yeah. It'd be, it would be really interesting to sort of uh, do that next month. Like you just said, and be like, okay, so how's everyone's month been? Oh, this has happened. Yeah. We're out of self-isolation. We're back together. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yes. But how's, how's your month been? 
Oh my goodness. Okay, so my month has been a long one. <laughs> um, it's it's so it started off as you know a normal month, um, preparing to start working at the at the Formula One, and then I worked the first day and it was all good. Um, but then the second day the gates never opened. <laughs> yes. And so this is we when ended the... up. This is when the whole momentum of closures and lockdown started for, yes, for Melbourne. Yes, With the so Grand Prix, was, really. Yes, so that was like the the first official, okay, we're going to not let people in because of what's been happening out in the world and, you know, having confirmed cases happen, especially at the Grand Prix where, you know, team members from the Formula One teams were, were actually tested positive Mm. and so that's i think that's what rang alarm bells um for the fia committee to then be like okay maybe this is not such a great idea to continue on with so let's just postpone and cancel the um the the australian grand prix but they've also then cancelled the uh, upcoming ones up until about may so Um, so that, that second day, the gates didn't open to the public. So we ended up just working bump out shifts. (laughs) Yes. Well, um, as I mentioned before, I, I work in a shop and I work in, in the city, which is where a lot of, uh, interstate and international guests stay. And so I had a lot of people coming through and I was, you know, when they'd mentioned that they were from interstate, yeah, I, I always say, you know, where are you visiting from and what's brought you to Melbourne? And so many of them were saying, oh, look, we came for the Grand Prix. And I have yeah. to say that by the time they came into my shop to get some retail therapy, they, they were in good spirits and very understanding. Yeah. <laughs> and as I kept saying to them, look, it's just an excuse to come back and visit Melbourne next year. And they were, you know, happy yeah. with that. So despite, you know, the circumstances, I think they were just... Look, it's a holiday. It's not the time away that we wanted, but it's understandable. Yeah. Again, they were, they seemed, you know, to have come to terms with it and not and not overly upset with it, I suppose. Yeah, that's so true. And I follow um, the Netflix series uh, Formula One, Drive mm-hmm. to Survive. Yeah. And it'll be interesting to see how they document this season for, the, uh, for season three. Um, right. In the upcoming season and i just want to see how they document the first half of the year let's just see how the year goes but in terms of formula one racing i want to know sort of where they go because they they speak to the drivers they speak to the team principals they you know they speak to many different people sort of that are related to formula one Mm. and so in this instance it'll be interesting to see how they cover um, this year's production of the show. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Um, apart from not being able to see some Formula One action, um, I also ended up staying at home because, um, you know, a certain friend's wedding was uh, postponed until 2021. Yeah. Um, we you know, uh, my, my hockey grand final got postponed and I don't know whether we'll ever be able to play it um, because all the ice rings have closed. Yeah. Um, yeah. So a lot of things have happened in the last month where the second half of March was where it sort of started going downhill. Um, and in terms of starting, you know, all these lockdown procedures and all these different laws and regulations that are coming through from the government. So, 
unfortunately, not a lot has happened. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, one of the things that also happened, Fulia, that uh, you, you, I'm sure you're aware of because we, we talk, you and I talk a lot, yeah. <laughs> uh, is that uh, Melbourne Fringe was w- was delayed. So we had a lot of festivals and shows, live performances and gigs cancelling because of, of the lockdown, because of COVID-19. Yes. And, um, yeah, so my producing partner, Philip, and I were at the very early stages of putting together our Melbourne Fringe show for this year. Yes. And then we decided just before lockdown to actually postpone auditions just for health and safety reasons. And then the lockdown came through. So we're like, okay, now, now what's happening, but you know, we've still been working at it as much as we can. But yeah, today Melbourne Fringe announced that they are actually going to do Melbourne Fringe Festival. Yes. Pushed back all of the dates and are putting it in November this year instead of October. My goodness, everything's being pushed back to November now. <laughs> yeah, but um, the CEO of Melbourne Fringe actually uh, came out and said something along the lines of, like, look, Melbourne Fringe is going ahead. We're not sure what capacity. Uh, yeah. We're not sure if it's going to be in a venue where it's everyone is social distancing themselves or maybe it's just going, everything's going to be live streamed instead uh but mm. they're like you know what we're, we're still determined to give people and melbourne artists and international artists a platform through melbourne fringe and it's going ahead so that's really exciting that you know we're finding creative ways to still express ourselves and and to do what we yeah. do because the art sector has suffered so much um the yeah. sports sector has suffered so much anyone who's involved in any form of recreation or entertainment as their yes. livelihood or as their form of self-expression uh, yeah. have suffered a lot. So it's great to see that people are still thinking outside the box and exactly, people are engaging yeah. uh, w- with art. So, yes, keep supporting yeah. the arts, keep listening to podcasts and watching movies and things like that. That's uh, it, yeah. And, keep, and most Keep important- binging those shows. <laughs> yeah, yeah, binge those shows. <laughs> and you know what? And most importantly, when we're no longer in self-isolation, when we're no longer self-distancing, um, when we're no longer in lockdown, as we start to open the world up all over again go buy those tickets see live theater go to the movies go to those concerts and um, you know really appreciate uh what all the hard work people are putting into these things exactly yes, yes. i totally agree yes that, that's me on my soapbox for today i'll try not to be so <laughs> <laughs> that's all good that's all good um yeah so in terms of not being able to work as much outdoors um mm. being stuck indoors myself uh, I've been doing the best I can to stay creative as well. So yeah. I've also been looking for um, things to do. So I've been uh, I've been crocheting to keep up my creative creativity. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been continuing on with um, some video editing of um, of sorts. So Collectible Chaos was one of them. So that's out now. Um, and um, yeah, just. Trying to keep myself busy, been doing some yoga and meditation just to calm the mind and the soul. Yeah. <laughs> so that I don't feel like the stress is, you know, um, getting really um, on, like just taking over. Um, I've also been doing a lot of binge watching of shows. Ooh. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, one of which uh, um, has been. Most recently, I just finished um, a season of um, Street Food uh, Asia. Yeah. So, so it was a, I think it was like a limited series where they document 
um, certain cities in certain Asian countries about the street food um, that comes at, that comes from there and the fact that street food is a livelihood for them. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah, because that's a, like a lot of a lot of these different Asian countries. Um, a lot of these people don't actually have fully uh, uh, full kitted out kitchens. So street food is where they go to get their food. Um, right. And so they they so each episode was a different uh, country. So it was like India, Vietnam, um, it was uh, Japan, it was um, where else did they go? Um, Singapore, Philippines. Uh, so yeah, they they touched on a few of the different uh, countries. And uh, oh, and I think uh, Thailand was one of them as well. I think that was the first episode. And I love it's, Thai it's, food. <laughs> oh, the the type of food that you see in these in these videos, yeah, in these show uh, in this show, you really have to keep an open mind about the types of cuisines that they eat because yeah. it may not be the the common food that we eat. So, <laughs> so like some of these, like I, in the last episode that I watched. Um, it was a, I think it was Cebu in, uh, the Philippines and there's a town in the Philippines where, and the, this is another thing too. A lot of these street food vendors mm-hmm. are very sort of, they're elderly people. They're very old generations that are doing these street food, um, selling. So they've been and doing it their whole it, lives perhaps. Exactly. It's the, it's the thing that they do to make money to um, support their families, to make sure that their kids and grandkids don't go through the same hardships as them. And it's just really amazing to see what they started with to what they've become. Yeah. And they still do street food. They still sell street food. But, you know, sometime you, like they, you see that some of their family members have started getting involved um, you know, or you see that um, they want to sell it off so that they their family members don't have to go through what they're doing. So it was it's a really interesting show to watch about um, how food is created in these in these countries. So going back to um, the Philippines, I was mentioning before, to you have to really keep an open mind about this type of food. There there's what there's one particular. Um, uh, older gentleman that actually created a he used to be a fisherman mm-hmm. and then but the problem was he wasn't getting much business be as a fisherman at the time so what he decided to do was find a way to sell the certain types of seafood that he he would fish for and he found a way to do that and one of his most popular dishes is um, seawater eels Oh, okay. It's a seawater eel stew. Right. So it's um it's it, it's really interesting to know that apparently it's a very popular dish in that town, and the fact that it also opened up um a lot of other street food vendors for that town. So apparently he helped his community um, build up mm-hmm. and be a bit more successful in that term. But then you find, but then you see him actually cooking these eels. And it's they're they're really small, sort of almost worm-like, sort of between worm and snake-like. Okay. And and you see them alive <laughs> in this giant bowl. Wow. And then he's and then yeah, and then he ends up sort of just chucking them straight into a wok. And I'm like, 
oh, okay. <laughs> so, but you know, as you're as you're watching it, you you really do have to be okay. This is what they this is what they enjoy, um, even if it's not something that we would ever eat here. It, you know, it's definitely something that you can admire that they've managed to be able to be creative with what they can find. Well, isn't that also one of the appeals to the show, I suppose, is seeing yeah. how other people live and eat and make their livelihood? Because if it was just going to be what we do here and or what you would do in your everyday life, well, what's the point? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's great. So I'm glad yeah. you're enjoying that one or you've enjoyed that one. Yes, so that, that Netflix show, I it, it, I just, just finished it yesterday. Um, so now I need to look for other things to watch. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a I've got a list. I've got a big list of other shows and movies that I can catch up on. I'm sure. <laughs> oh, isn't isn't there always though? Like the list is longer yeah. than the time and uh, you know effort that that you have. Mind you, time is a bit more on our side these days. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, since we have caught up on our month, let's get into today's topic. And today we are going to chat to you about the worst movies and possibly TV shows that we've seen. Mm. But let's begin with um, this year's Razzie Awards. Yes, the Golden <laughs> Raspberry Awards. Oh we're just, my goodness. We're just done. We're just a thing. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, so, you, uh, Wayne, uh, uh, please yes. share with us. What happened this year? <laughs> right. So, as with every year, the Golden Raspberry Awards awards the worst in filmmaking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no surprises. Cats was the big winner. Uh, of, oh, my of the goodness. Year. Yeah, took it took out count. quite a few awards there. Hey. Yeah. So, six awards from nine <laughs> nominations. Wow. Uh, so, yeah. So, Cats was the big winner. Again, no surprises there. Uh, but yep. since, you know, we're in the spirit of bad movies and definitely, I think, a, a good topic for you because, you know, we're, we're, we're all binging TV and films now. So we need to know exactly. what not to watch. Our time, <laughs> we, we need to pack in as much stuff. We've got long watch lists. So yes. we're like, okay, now's the time to actually watch everything. Uh, yep. we, we, we need to sort through the rubbish. Yes, 100%. <laughs> <laughs> need to know what to avoid. But yeah, but I thought it would actually be fun to look back at some movies that have been uh, awarded and also nominated for worst picture in the uh, in the Razzie's history. So yeah, that'd yes. be really good. So this this could be a bit of a minefield. Mm. <laughs> Alrighty. <laughs> well, actually, so the the Razzie started in 1980, which is a brilliant year just for many reasons, uh, because it's the birth of the greatest decade. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, I was born in that year, in that decade, I just on the tail end of it. <laughs> and um, the first movie to be awarded the worst picture was a film called Can't Stop the Music. And ah. this, yeah, so this was a musical starring the village people. <laughs> right. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yes, have you heard of this one, Fulia? No, no, I'm just looking at the little poster that comes up. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, look, and I have to say, uh, Can't Stop the Music is not a great movie, but it's fun. Like, it's very tongue in cheek, it's very silly. It's from Alan Carr, the producer of Grace and other musicals as well. 
Oh, wow. Uh, so he produced Grease as well, and this was the worst of the ones he created? <laughs> Look, I will tell you that Can't Stop the Music is no Grease. <laughs> <laughs> there are two totally different ballparks. But okay. it, it's a fun movie, and for a while, I don't think they do it anymore, but uh, Channel 9 would play it every New Year's Eve for a few years. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, maybe I should watch this and see. <laughs> uh, yeah, look, it's it's silly and it's a it's a lot of fun. Um, some movies that were nominated that same year. I'll just go through the list because otherwise we'll, we'll be here for a while. Because 1980, the first year, saw quite a few films nominated. <laughs> it was actually oh, quite wow. a lot. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like you've got, actually you've got some really good movies though that were, I guess maybe not appreciated by by critics ah. at the time, but now have gotten some respect. Um, Cruising is one of them, and that's a movie with Al Pacino, and that was a really controversial movie at the time. Al Pacino plays a detective who goes undercover in the gay leather scene to find a man who is killing gay men. So it's quite ah, controversial okay. at the time, yeah. yeah. But I, I, don't know, I actually I actually really enjoy the film. I think I can put the politics aside from that. Yep. Um, my all-time favourite slasher movie, Friday the 13th, was nominated for you. Can you believe that? <laughs> I can definitely believe that. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why that's a thing. Uh, but I will say that movie, though, that movie <laughs> is one that was not appreciated until many years and decades later uh, because mm. it, it redefined uh, the slasher genre uh, yep. in terms of horror and actually set the rules. You look at any slasher movie now, you have Friday the 13th to thank for it. Horror okay. fans will disagree with me, Fulio. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> because uh, look, I don't know if you know this, but in the horror community, you're either Team Halloween or you're Team Friday the Thirteenth. You can't be both. Oh wow! Okay, <laughs> and that's interesting. You can enjoy both, and you can appreciate both, which I but most you certainly you do. Can't ad- but you can't admit to the fact that you like both. Well, you can't say that you enjoy them equally because that's not true. <laughs> that is not true. Okay, so you have so obviously everybody has uh, a likeness for one more than the other. Oh yeah, absolutely. Both okay. very important, but for my money, Friday the Thirteenth is a much more uh, polished and rounded <laughs> movie. Just quietly, just okay. quietly. Yeah. Um, there was a movie also released that year called Raise the Titanic. Okay. And it is essentially what the title suggests. And it's about these people who want to raise the Titanic because I think there's like a a valuable manuscript on board where they believe that something valuable is on there. And look, this movie was a huge box office bomb, right? Like Mm -hmm. really, really uh, badly performed at the box office. For my money's worth, look, it's not a great movie, but it's actually not a bad movie. The premise is really interesting and it's kind of intriguing enough as it goes along. Um, Interestingly, though... The uh, ship comes up, so it does raise in the end, uh, in one piece. Oh, interesting. Yes, Yes, because in 1980, the Titanic hadn't been discovered at the bottom of the ocean yet. So whilst there were people who had said, yes, it split apart, or no, it it fell as whole, you know, you didn't have concrete evidence because you had some conflicting Ah, reports. So in the film, it actually rises in one piece. Wow. Um, And I suppose also being 1980, how on earth are you going to 
make a movie <laughs> how can you raise it yeah. in two different pieces it, you know the story was kind of convoluted yeah. enough as it is uh, yeah, but true. yeah but but yeah no race the titanic i don't know I, I, look, probably hasn't aged all that well but i didn't mind it i saw it a few years ago again and i thought <laughs> oh yeah it's actually not so bad i bored the crap yeah. out of me as a kid right <laughs> but when you're old enough to understand the plot you go okay this movie's actually not so bad yeah uh, one of the other nominees for in 1980 was xanadu uh-huh I'll talk about Xanadu a little bit later. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. So I don't know. Have have I have I swayed you to, to maybe look into any of these movies or you're like, no, I'll trust the, the, the Razzies? Um, look. I might check out Can't Stop the Music just to see, you know, j- just as you said, because it was more of a sort of a fun movie to watch more than it was to you know, be the best. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, so I might check that out. Mm, the other ones aren't really um, grabbing my attention. <laughs> not your thing, not your thing. No. Yeah. So in 1981, the movie Mummy Dearest was released and that mm-hmm. one was, well, that one was the winner of the worst, worst movie. And that Oh my was goodness, a- it's a docudrama. Yeah, it's about Joan Crawford, who was a famous movie star back in the day. Oh wow! And this and this movie uh, is a huge favorite amongst gay men, especially because it is so camp. It's supposed to be a really serious movie. <laughs> okay. But when I watched this movie, the first shot of um, Faye Dunaway, who plays Joan Crawford, is she mm-hmm. sort of swings in a chair and looks straight at the camera, and I just burst out laughing. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm a big fan of Faye Dunaway. I absolutely love her, right? Love yeah. Faye Dunaway. And I like Joan Crawford as well. And I've just, as, but as soon as that close-up sort of came, I just started laughing and I've just gone, oh no. <laughs> and the movie is like that throughout. So I don't know, have you ever heard a quote or have heard, uh, again, mostly gay men, mimic a line called no wire hangers? No. No. That comes from Mummy Dearest because okay. there was a scene in the movie where Joan Crawford goes absolutely ballistic, I believe, on her daughter because mm-hmm. she um, hangs her clothes on wire coat hangers, not wooden ones. Oh, okay. Yes, and starts going absolutely <laughs> psychotic with these wire coat hangers and she starts screaming, no wire coat hangers. Uh, so that gets mocked and mimicked a lot and is the most quoted line of that movie. Oh, uh, wow. Look, supposed to be serious, but no, it, it's pretty campy, uh, which I suppose are the best <laughs> type of classics, really. <laughs> Oh, goodness. Yeah. Um, look, I watched The Legend of the Lone Ranger, which was also nominated that year uh, as a kid. Christopher Lloyd is in that. It, it's not a bad movie. It's it's actually pretty good, I have to say. I think it, it holds up for its time. Uh, Tarzan the Ape Man is uh, a movie that is infamously bad. I've not seen it, and, I've, and I'm avoiding it. It's apparently one of the worst renditions of Tarzan ever. <laughs> Fair um, enough. Yeah. The, the movie was directed by John Derrick and his wife, Bo Derrick, was in it. And yes, the movie is called Tarzan the Ape Man, but he's showing off Bo Derrick, who was a very uh, popular bombshell at the time, and she appears on the movie poster, not Tarzan. (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say, why is there a woman on there? (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Um, Look, 1982, 
Annie was released, uh, the a musical version of of the of Annie. And it's not a great movie, I have to say. I was disappointed in that one myself. I, uh, look, I, I didn't mind Annie, to be honest. Yeah, so you've seen Annie from the 80s? Yes, yes. Uh, I watched it in the last, I'd say probably recently, within the last five years. Yeah, so um, what were your thoughts? Because I remember, I've, it's been longer than that since I saw it, but I remember yeah. being disappointed with it. Yeah. Yeah. Look, it's not, it's not the greatest of movies, um, but... You know, watching it, I, I sort of, I didn't, I didn't mind the story, mm-hmm. um, but you know, some of the characters were a little bit, you know, strange. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah. but um, I, yeah, I, I didn't, I didn't hate it, but I didn't love it either. Yeah, look, I'm not going to say so much as I hated it, but I just, I didn't think much of it, and I just remember going like, oh, you know, I'm. There's so much potential here. I've never seen yeah. it on stage, so I don't know how faithful it was, but I didn't particularly mm. like it. Performances were good. I remember that much, but it, it yeah. was just a bit sluggish. Yeah. A movie called yeah. Incon, I think I'm pronouncing it properly, uh, was- uh, Inchon. Inchon. Yep. So it's yeah, phonetic. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So Inchon was was the, the winner uh, of that year. Um, I've not heard of this movie. I've not seen it. And okay. Yeah. It sounds terrible. <laughs> it, yeah, it, it looks like it's based on the Korean War because Incheon um, was is a, a Korean, I think, town or village. Yes. So yeah, yeah. According to the synopsis, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, Nineteen eighty-three, a movie called The Lonely Lady took that that uh, well that award out, but it was nom- it won or beat out uh, a movie from one of my favorite franchises, and that was Jaws three. Three <laughs> D. <3D? laughs> It was released in 3D and the uh, 3D in the cinemas by all accounts was absolutely amazing. Uh, When you watch the movie on DVD or Blu-ray or if you're streaming it, uh, it's very cut and paste. Oh. Yes. It looks, it does, the special effects, the shark looks very cut and paste in those moments when he's supposed to be 3D. Mind you. I will defend Jaws 3. <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> I, I actually think it's a pretty good movie, uh, I have to say. And because I'm like, well, look, it was 3D. It was for the screen. It's smaller screen now. You know, I yeah. can... I, I have to... I put things in context so I, I can forgive. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. Bolero won in 84. And I've not seen that one. A movie that I did see that year that was nominated was called Sheena. And it's essentially a female version of Tarzan starring Tanya Roberts. Uh, Queen of the jungle. (laughs) Yes. I saw this movie recently and uh, it was a movie from my childhood, which I loved. It actually holds up pretty well. Uh, One thing though, because you've got a female hero, everything has to sort of be soft and gentle because, you know, you can't present Uh, women as being mighty and strong. So the thing that lets this movie down more than anything is actually the score. Oh, the music. Yes. And I will tell you why. Wow. Because when, like, when you've got a male superhero, so think about it, this is like the 80s, right? Early 80s. Superman was dominating in terms of superheroes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he'd had three movies under his belt at this stage. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the, 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 the music is just really, is really strong. It's triumphant. It's heroic, right? To, okay. to, to symbolize his, his strength and 
you know, his goodness and the heroism of everything. It's really uplifting. You feel yes. power. You feel his yeah, strength through very, the score. Very inspirational. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And we see it in um, superhero movies today. We see it in yeah. DCEU. We see it in MCU. We see it in other independent movies. How yeah. much the score reiterates and reflects the hero. Mm-hmm. In Sheena, and I suggest this because she's a woman... Whenever she's doing, like, you know, coming to the rescue, right, mm-hmm. the, the music goes very almost, I don't want to say elevator music. It's better than that. But it's, okay. like, it's really soft and gentle and uh, feminine and uh, not necessarily really? sweet. Yeah. So there's a scene, for example, where because she has power, she uh, can control animals with her mind. So oh, through, wow, okay. she's got this telepathic <laughs> connection. With animals. Yeah. So they come to her rescue. She can con- control them to do things, ask them to do things. She communicates with them. It's such a wonderful premise. Mm. Um, and so in one scene, she's riding an elephant to break through these barricades to come to the rescue of someone. So normally okay. you'd have something really strong and triumphant, kind of like even Indiana Jones music, you know, to the rescue. No, yeah. it's this really soft and sweet, gentle music. Does not match the imagery at all. And, I, and I, so I think I think one of the failings of Sheena is the music, uh, which is yeah. unfortunate because I actually think it's a fun movie. It's a fun comic book movie. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Like, I might I'd, have to look into I'd, that one. I'd actually recommend it. I don't know if it's your thing, but but I'd recommend it. I think that there's a lo- there's a lot of fun in it. Yes. Okay. Um, and I do have to say that I know that a lot of little boys and maybe um, some girls as well back in the day used to enjoy it because Tanya Roberts does have like a full frontal nude scene. Very rare. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very rare. <laughs> So the following year, one of the best action movies of the 80s won Worst Picture Folio. Oh, no. Oh, but it also got a second nomination. Oh, no. Sorry, I'm reading that wrong. (laughs) Rambo, First Blood, Part 2. Such a badass movie. Wins (laughs) Worst Picture this is a um, crime against cinema. <laughs> crime so <you> against <laughs> cinema, Fulia. Now, look, Rocky Four, also with Sylvester Stallone, was nominated the same year. Yeah. Now, I don't mind Rocky Four. It's actually quite sweet. But Sly mm-hmm. Stallone, you know, essentially he's made this movie and it's, a, it's pretty much a, a movie that's full of music montages. <laughs> Rocky Four is. Course. So if I'm comparing yeah. the two, even though I really like Rocky Four, eh, I, I just I, I can't believe Rambo. Rambo <laughs> got worst picture this year. It's wow, rude, that's, that's... rude and wrongful. Yeah, rude and wrong. It's a wonderful action movie, and it has one of the best best action movie scenes I've ever seen. And it is sliced alone as John Rambo in a wall of mud camouflaged <laughs> and the, the scene is still it's quiet and then suddenly his eyes appear in the mud and he jumps out and grabs the bad guy <laughs> amazing <laughs> oh that, wow that, that what scene, cinematography that, that might have been Fulia, that scene alone <laughs> meant that this film did not deserve to win worst picture <laughs> putting it out there okay <laughs> yeah so the following year mm-hmm. um Speaking of, I, I suppose, you know, big budget movies or action movies and adventure movies and even comic book movies. Howard mm. the Duck wins. <laughs> Worst <Yeah>. picture. 
and and it shares with a movie called Under the Cherry Moon. I've not seen that, so who cares? But Howard the Duck wins this one. Now, have you heard of Howard the Duck? I have heard of Howard the Duck in a lot of different pop culture related podcasts and videos. Mm. I haven't actually seen it though. Yes, so and you know that Howard himself makes small appearances throughout the MCU. He does. I have yes. seen this. Yes. Yeah. So this movie was, uh, yes, it's you know John uh, George Lucas is behind it, mm-hmm. and it was originally intended to be animated. Okay. But it's live action, and it's over the top. Yeah. <laughs> like Howard comes from another planet. He's accidentally zapped out of his living room and crash lands on planet earth and befriends a musician (laughs) played by Leah Thompson. Yeah. Over the top. (laughs) So it's, it's, so it's fun, right? It's fun. And there's some dirty humor in there as well. There's some Mm. dirty, dirty jokes in there because that's the way Howard rolls. Yeah. The problem with this movie is in the third act, it just does not know when to quit and goes way, way, way over the top. Um, It's got a pretty good soundtrack. I have to say, I do like the soundtrack and the film holds momentum for most of it, but just falls to shit in the last act. Um, (laughs) But yeah, it was infamously bagged and panned by critics as well. Yeah. Look, that same year, another Sylvester Stallone movie gets nominated and that's called Cobra. Cobra. (laughs) Whilst not one of the Best sliced alone movies did not deserve a nomination. Yes, if you have not figured it out, I am a huge fan of Sylvester Stallone, especially his eighties movies, and I yeah. will defend them to the death. <laughs> <laughs> yes, this is true. Every time, every time a uh, a Stallone movie is ever mentioned in any of our podcasts, you are always in its defence. <laughs> I absolutely am. <laughs> Look, the following year in 87, uh, a movie called Leonard Part 6 won. This movie was panned by everyone. Uh, Bill Cosby, who uh, obviously is in good favour amongst people at the moment. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, He was even distancing himself from this movie as well. It's called Leonard Mm. Part 6. There was no one to five. Ha ha. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) One of the most infamous... Uh, box office bombs that year was also nominated and that's Jaws the Revenge yeah I was just looking at that so you know how I was defending Jaws 3 yeah not so passionate about defending Jaws the Revenge (laughs) (laughs) not a fan of this one (laughs) no not really so uh, you know like if you know if you're gonna summarize uh, Jaws the Revenge uh, the movie tagline is this time it's personal and essentially, oh, yes. one of the characters from uh, the first two movies thinks that the shark is uh, targeting her family specifically. Right. <laughs> yes. Mm. So, you know, she lives on an island. Yeah. And because she's traumatized over the death of her son, she wants to escape it, yeah? Yeah. So, the best way that she thinks of escaping a shark is leaving the island. And goes to another island. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's the premise. That's it? That, 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 that is the premise. And I think there's only oh three gosh. deaths in the movie as well. Um, yeah. And the shark roars like a lion at the end. And you just go, oh, please. I mean, it's not a horrendous <laughs> movie. I mean, you know, yeah. beer and pizza. Enjoy it. Uh, yeah. Okay. But yeah, you just kind of go, okay, I can see why this one was the last movie. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> 
Anyway, the following year, a movie called Cocktail Wins. That's a Tom Cruise film. Mm. And yeah, I'd, I'd seen this once a really long time ago. Don't remember it too much. Um, Romantic comedy it, drama. Yeah, so Tom Cruise, Brian Brown's in it as well. Uh, guess what? Rambo 3 gets nominated the exact same year. <laughs> They've got it in for sly, don't they? <laughs> <laughs> And look, oh, I do have goodness. to admit, though, Rambo Three is not as good as Part One and Two. Um, yeah, but yeah, I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna hop on uh, Rambo Three. It doesn't deserve that much. <laughs> that much. Caddyshack defense. Two got nominated as well. That's interesting. Yeah, have you seen the Caddyshack movies? No, I haven't, but I really want to. Yeah, I don't remember Caddyshack Two that much. I remember really enjoying Part One as a kid, though. But it's been ages. I'd love to revisit yeah. that. Look, anything with Bill Murray in it. Let's go. <laughs> of course <laughs> Let's go Okay In 89 uh, We end the 80s By giving Star Trek 5 The final frontier The gong for the worst movie <laughs> Oh no now, Oh goodness Yeah Look I don't mind The Star Trek movies Actually I think they're quite Enjoyable mm. You know uh, This one You know Directed by William Shatner So he was behind The camera as well but again, no. I have to say, I didn't mind it. I'm not offended by the Star Trek movies. You know how we were saying before you're either a, a Friday the 13th or Halloween person? Mm. People sort of have that same mindset of you're either Star Trek or Star Wars. Star Wars, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I enjoy both franchises. Look, as a kid, I grew up with Star Wars, so I'm always going to be Team Star Wars if I have to pick a side. Yeah. But the Star Trek movies are fun too. Uh, have you seen okay. I, any of I your... haven't seen I have not seen any Star Trek films or the TV shows. Mind you, I have seen a few random episodes I think of Next Generation, but I I I can't remember exactly which series. But um yeah. Yeah, yeah I I see bits and pieces of the TV series, but I actually enjoy yeah. the films. Uh the you know these the original um, set of films and the the current crop as well. The current crop yeah. ones you'd probably enjoy more if you like CGI and, and things like that. Mm. Um, I purposely avoid the TV show because I've enjoyed the film so much. I'm like, if I start on the TV series, it's just down the rabbit hole <laughs> because yeah. there's just so many and they go on forever. Oh, so, my goodness. So in terms of my Star Trek fandom, it's exactly like my Star Wars fandom. It's going to be restricted to the movies. Yeah. Nothing else. I <laughs> Nothing do not. <laughs> I do not care about what happens in the comics. I don't care what happened in the 1983 spin-off that says the world or the universe has to be this way. I don't care about the latest. Like I really do not care. Yeah. I'm a film buff. I'm going to enjoy the movies. Get a life, yep, everyone. That's it. I yeah. Do not care. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yes. And even in that year, we've got The Karate Kid Part 3. Yes. Oh, uh, my yes. goodness. Look, how are you on The Karate Kid franchise, Fulia? Um, I don't think I remember watching any of them. Maybe I watched them as a kid and I just don't remember. Yeah. But... <laughs> Look, Part 1 is an absolute classic and it is a definitive movie of the 80s. So if you're a fan of 80s cinema, Karate Kid is one that you have to see. Part two, I actually enjoy. Mm -hmm. Part three is pretty average. It's it's really watered down. There's not as much depth to the character or to the story uh, developments. But in saying that, I will watch part three. If I watch one and two, I'll always watch part three. (laughs) They're a great trilogy. And part three is better than part four. Yeah. Yes, with uh, Hilary Swank as the Karate Kid. 
Mm. And uh, uh, Roadhouse, a Patrick Swayze film here, oh, has been nominated. <laughs> this is a badass movie. <laughs> this, Tell me, <laughs> this is this is a badass action bust 'em up movie. I remember seeing this movie as a teenager and just absolutely loving it. And I've been meaning to go back and watch it again. It's been so long, Fulia. <laughs> so my feedback on Roadhouse is nostalgia only. Nostalgia, okay. <laughs> Nostalgia only. There's nothing critical coming from me about this movie. I just remember loving it because it was a badass action movie. Uh, yeah. Uh, there's also a movie called Lock Up. Yeah. yeah. Another Stallone film. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm. You going to defend that one? <laughs> Look, Lock Up might be a part of my movie collection as well as some of other okay. Stallone movies. <laughs> Because I do Not love surprised. Pri- I love prison <laughs> movies and I love Sylvester Stallone. Uh, yeah, look again. This is, Lockup isn't one of his best, but if you yeah. like prison action movies and if you are a fan of Stallone and you just love watching him do his thing, it's worth checking out. Okay. Yeah. yeah. In the nineties. Yay! Yeah, my era. The nineties, <laughs> another great decade for movies. We've got The Adventures of Ford Fairlane and Ghosts Can't Do It. Uh, that tie for Mm -hmm. worst picture. I've not seen either of them. I do not care to see any of them. All I know is that Rocky five got nominated that year. (laughs) (laughs) That's so true. (laughs) But mind you, Rocky five was a little disappointing. Like it's an, it's a good movie. It's not a great movie. Okay. Yeah. Following year, Hudson Hawk starring Bruce Willis. Mm -hmm. That's a, that's quite a, a famous box office bomb as well um i've not seen it but i've heard of nothing uh, nothing good about it mind you i think it's quite <laughs> silly and over the top yeah <laughs> 92 a movie called shining through winds have not seen that one either actually mm. yeah so world war Two drama film okay so it sounds quite boring it stars michael yeah. douglas and <laughs> melanie griffith Alrighty. yeah but look a movie that i don't know if you've seen but was very popular that year the Bodyguard, Whitney Houston, I, Kevin Costner. I have, I have heard of this. I haven't actually seen it. Yeah. Um. Not to mention that I would have only been four when this came out. <laughs> well, you know what, Fulia? The Bodyguard uh, was was incredibly successful, and it's one of those few films where the soundtrack made more than the movie. Not really. <laughs> yes, because do you know what song is on the soundtrack? What. Oh, Whitney Houston's cover of Dolly Parton's "I Will Always Love You." Yeah, oh, that's yep. Yeah, okay. Yes, I was gonna say that's probably where it came from. <laughs> yeah, the movie itself is actually pretty good. I have to say, I don't mind it. Yeah. So Whitney Houston plays this pop star who is being you know stalked and threatened, and Kevin Costner is her bodyguard. Hmm. Yes. There was talks, like some very loose talks, that were never going to go anywhere anyway, but. Names were put on the table of who should play the character that Whitney Houston ended up playing. And mm. uh, and the original character, because of this, was not going to be a uh, a pop star. Princess Diana. Okay. Oh, interesting. Yes, as a celebrity being stalked. Yeah, absolutely. And needing protection. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. But I think this actual story had been like being thrown around Hollywood probably for 20 years before this movie was made. Because I believe yeah. even Steve McQueen, uh, who was a huge star back in the day, yep. was attached to the project originally. 
It just okay. blows my mind <laughs> how movie is in. Like, oh, yeah, this idea, this script, oh, let's change. And who knows how many changes it would have gone through that process. But, yeah, a bit of yeah. trivia there for The Bodyguard. I believe mm. you would enjoy The Bodyguard. Okay. Might I think have to so. pop that on my list. Yeah. It's, look, it's a drama. Uh, yeah. But I think, yeah, I, th- I think you would like it. Yeah, I think you'd like it. A bit of romance in there too. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. 93 and Indecent Proposal wins worst <laughs> picture oh no <laughs> demi moore oh my goodness in indecent proposal <laughs> have you heard of this movie i have heard of it i haven't heard too much about it though right so in this movie robert redford eyes off demi moore and he essentially goes to demi and her husband played by woody harrelson and offers a million dollars to sleep with her. Wow. That is the indecent proposal. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Hmm. <laughs> Not a bad film, I have to say. I actually don't mind I don't mind a decent proposal. Yeah, it's it's nowhere near as bad as, as people say it is. And hmm. um Woody Harrelson is incredible in the movie, actually. I think he's really good in the supporting role. Uh, in this movie, so yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, I actually like *Indecent Proposal*. It's, it's quite interesting. They do a bit of a reference to it in *The Simpsons*. Yeah. One day when, uh, yeah, when Marge's former, I suppose, I don't want to say boyfriend, but one-time prom date when she was in high school comes back into her life, and yeah, wants to get back with Marge, and he is a successful and very wealthy man. Yes. Okay. Mm. Drama. Tension, controversy in the Simpson household, Julio. <laughs> well, in that same year, another Stallone movie was nominated. Now, tell me you've seen Cliffhanger. No, I haven't. I, uh, I haven't seen... Look, I tell you now, I have not seen one Stallone movie. You know what? Cliffhanger is the one to see. Really? I will tell you, Cliffhanger <laughs> is one of the most fun Stallone picks you will ever see. John Lithgow plays the bad guy. He hams it up like you wouldn't believe. (laughs) I was going to say, John Lithgow is a very funny man, so... (laughs) He plays plays a villain, but it's one of those, you know, moustache-twirling villains, right? And kind of like like Lord Farquaad in Shrek. Yeah, exactly, right? It's just, (laughs) like, Cliffhanger is actually so much fun. So if you want a... A really good B-grade movie. Leave your brain at the door. Grab a glass of red. Have a handful of really hot popcorn with the butter still melting on it. Munch (laughs) on that. Have a sip. Put your feet up. You will love Cliffhanger. Like, Cliffhanger is what... If you want escapism fun. Yeah, okay. Cliffhanger is it. It's so over the top, but it's done really well. And Stallone does these types of movies really, really well. Cliffhanger is one of the highlights for that type of film. Ah, interesting. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. 94, (laughs) Color of Night. So that's a thriller with Bruce Willis. Mm -hmm. Uh, Long time since I've seen that one, so I don't remember it too well. And The Specialist with Sharon Stone. And, mm-hmm. take a guess. Sylvester Stallone. Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it's a really good action thriller. Again, if that's the type of stuff that you like, 
Stallone is in his element with these. And Sharon Stone still riding high on the momentum and success of Basic Instinct in 1992, I think it is, or 91, um, Mm -hmm. is absolutely stunning and a really talented actor as well. Uh, Done really, really well. Yes, I like The Specialist too. (laughs) Now, Fulia, in 1995, Mm. the movie that (laughs) redefined how we think of bad movies. Oh, here we go. This is the one film that we've talked about, I think, in a Fred Watch episode. (laughs) (laughs) Potentially. Or even a a podcast called Fred. (laughs) Quite possibly. This movie comes up a lot. And yes, Fulia, you will be watching it with Kendall and myself (laughs) for a Fred Watch one day. Oh, my goodness. Showgirls! (laughs) (laughs) The one movie that you keep talking about. Look, I'm not going to talk too much about Showgirls because I don't want to ruin anything for you. I really yeah. want you to co- go into it fresh-eyed <laughs> <laughs> and hopefully not too traumatized after the fact. But <laughs> well, it's apparently it's it's described as being an erotic drama. It really is. So the whole point of Showgirls <laughs> was that it was a big budget movie. Okay. Okay. And also, yes, it's a sexy movie. Lots of nudity, mm-hmm. lots of sex, and yeah. a lot of a lot of uh, bad language too. Mm-hmm. But the whole point of Showgirls was that it was a risk in terms of movie making. Okay. Because in the states, it was classified NC seventeen, which means no children under seventeen may see it. It's the equi- okay the equivalent of Australia's R eighteen plus rating. Yeah. So Hollywood doesn't really like to make big-budget NC-17 movies because your prime audience, kids and teenagers, can't see it. Mm. It limits your audience. Yeah. So this was supposed to be an attempt to attract, you know, a lot of adults into a movie, a movie made just for adults, and to bring in box office dollars. And had it done well, Hollywood have had the... Hollywood would have had the confidence to back more adult and risque movies. Yeah. Did not happen. <laughs> <laughs> Gee, I wonder why. <laughs> In a retrospective review from uh, Australian Empire magazine, they discussed the film and they gave it a score out of five. Mm-hmm. And their score was one or five, depending on your mood. <laughs> <laughs> Either the worst film you'll see or it's a masterpiece. But it is a cult classic. Um, yeah. Wow. One, one of the other notable films of that year was Waterworld with Kevin Costner. It was yep. the most expensive movie ever made at the time. And oh, a wow. massive box office bomb. Yes. <laughs> but it's actually not a bad movie, I have to say. Okay. Yeah, not a bad movie. Interesting. Um, yeah, so uh, another movie, The Scarlet Letter with Demi Moore, was nominated that year. Good, not great mm-hmm. movie. The following year, though, Striptease, starring Demi Moore, wins Worst Picture. Oh. So we've got two years in a row, movies about exotic dancers win Worst Picture. <laughs> but Striptease is all right. It actually has a bit of a sense of humor to it. It's not, it's not that bad. Yeah, erotic black comedy. Yes. <laughs> yes. Mm. Well, actually... Um, 
So Demi Moore had made that movie. She oh, really? Asked, well, she was in it, is what I mean. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. So Demi yeah. Moore w- w- was in the movie, right? Yep. And then she, you know, finished that and started to work on a movie called G.I. Jane. Oh, which okay. is her in the army and, you know, she's surrounded by men. And because yep. she's being bastardized by the misogynistic pigs, because, mm-hmm. hey, this is men's territory, women can't be with the G.I.s. Yeah. One of the things she does to sort of prove that she's just like one of the boys is shave her head. Okay. Right? And mm-hmm. it's not like a bald cap or anything. She really does shave her head. Oh, really? Yes. So she shaved her oh, head. Oh, wow. Yep. It was that, there's a scene, obviously, they, they make a big deal of it. There's a scene in the film where she shaves her head. That's her literally and physically shaving her head in real life. Wow. So what happens is she's shaved her head because she's doing this movie. She gets called back to film additional scenes for striptease because it doesn't oh, no. rate well with test audiences and she has to oh, film no. an alternative ending. So in the yeah. ending, she's actually wearing a wig because she shaved oh. her head underneath. <laughs> Bit of trivia. Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I wonder if you can... Can you tell the difference? I saw striptease a really long time ago, um, but no, I there was nothing that that flashes back in my mind that goes, oh my gosh, it's so obvious. No. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, look, the, her hair in that film is very... It, there wasn't anything special about it. It was a fringe. It was long, black. It's kind of standard wig, <laughs> you know, like wig-looking stuff, I suppose. So I don't think it would have been yeah. too hard to replicate. Yeah. Um, look, the following year, a Kevin Costner movie called The Postman, which is like an... A post-apocalyptic story wins worst picture. Yep. It's also expensive. It's also very long. This is around the time when we see blockbusters or movies that should be blockbusters reaching into the over two hour mark. So this is a big deal uh... because movies are generally you know an an hour and a half to two hours. This is when they start yeah. exceeding the two hour mark and almost up to three hours when played on commercial yeah. TV. Okay. Uh, I've seen The Postman once. Did not mind it at all. Thought it was actually mm-hmm. pretty good. Uh, and, you know, better. It's a lot better than its reputation. Uh, yeah. Anaconda is a really fun movie. It's a horror movie about a huge snake. <laughs> what more could you yes. want? Well. Fulia, <laughs> take my recommendation and watch Anaconda. <laughs> no, thank you. I'm good. <laughs> but J-Lo's in it. <laughs> I don't really care. <laughs> okay. Um, Batman and Robin was also nominated. I, look... Kendall loves Batman and Robin, and I didn't want to mention it. <laughs> but Kendall is a movie buff. Yes. And she is a defender of Batman and Robin, and <laughs> she knows how bad it is. Look, I'm a huge Batman fan. I own Batman and Robin. I've seen it multiple times. <laughs> Maybe I should borrow it off you and see what I think. Uh, <laughs> be the be the impartial bystander. <laughs> well, yeah. Look, I mean, it would be interesting because uh, you you know didn't think much of Michael Keaton's Batman in 1989 because Batman mm. and Robin is part four in the franchise. Yeah, that's true. Uh, with George <laughs> Clooney as the worst Batman ever on screen, uh, Chris wow. O'Donnell as Robin, who did really well as Robin in the in its predecessor, Batman Forever, but mm-hmm. is reduced to being a, a whingy brat. Uh, it's one of those ones where you just go, there's too many things, uh, you know, too many characters, too many heroes, too many villains spoil the broth in the case oh, of this okay. particular movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, again, 
kick your feet up, have a beer and pizza. You'll enjoy it for what it is. Yeah. It's a comic book movie, yeah? It's The problem is it followed three really solid, well-received and respected Batman movies. Um, ah, okay. That was the problem. This just fell to shit. Yeah, fair yeah. enough. 1998, yeah. an Alan Smithy film, Burn, Hollywood, Burn, uh, wins Worst <laughs> Picture. And for those who don't know, Alan Smithy is the name that filmmakers or writers will give themselves when they don't want to be credited for a movie. So <laughs> this Alan Smithy is somebody who tends to make bad movies. And okay. funnily enough, an Alan Smithy film, was a bad movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's a mockumentary comedy. Yes. Film directed by Arthur Hiller. Yes. Now, <laughs> what you'll what what I highly recommend movie buffs out there because Alan Smithy is a name you need to know is after this podcast Google him, and you will see his credits and you'll see the people who really directed and wrote or produced these movies. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, also that year, Godzilla, starring Matthew Broderick, was nominated. All I can say is that I will watch this movie version of G- Godzilla over the current batch that has come out in the last few years any day. Yeah. The current batch of Godzilla movies, absolute shit. <laughs> absolute <laughs> shit and boring. And in the first one, you don't ever really get to see Godzilla. So at least in this movie, 1998's Godzilla, starring Matthew Broderick, you get to see Godzilla. Now look, one of the main problems with this movie is that his ratio, I suppose, um, his (laughs) size compared to things changes a lot. So sometimes he looks like he's as tall as a building, and and then in the next shot he is much bigger than the building. So there's a bit of continuity (laughs) problems there. But the movie is a fun action 90s movie. Get on it. Yes. Now, Now, there's another movie from the 1998. Yes, I was about to mention it, but Fulia, I want you to to talk about this movie. It's Spice World! (laughs) Hey, at least it's got a good soundtrack. Oh, my gosh. I actually watched this when I was a kid. (laughs) Okay, so out of all the movies from previous years, this is the first one that has come up that I've been like, okay, I've seen this and it's not that bad. <laughs> I mean, are, are look, you a defender? It's not, it's, look, it's not the greatest of films, but if you want something where you just want to have a laugh and just have some fun and just, you know, listen to the music, Spice World is really good for that. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and, especially, and especially as a young girl, it's like the one thing you really wanted. To, I think it was, for me, it was all about, I wanted to be a Spice Girl, so that's why I watched it. <laughs> hey, look, with uh, with Spice World, right, mm-hmm. the music is obviously really good. And, yeah. and the girls themselves are just so charming. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah, they're just gorgeous, charming girls. But the movie itself is like a series of skits, then a coherent story. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so it's not a great movie. N- not really, no. no. Better in parts than as a whole, yeah. Yeah, but um, yeah, it's just I, I, it's just one of those ones that you can just sit back and just have fun with it. Look, uh, the last time I saw Spice World, it had been about twenty years since the first time <laughs> I had seen it. Happy to wait another twenty years to watch it again. Yeah, <laughs> fair enough. Yeah, um, look, in nineteen ninety nine, Will Smith's movie Wild Wild West wins Worst Picture. Have you seen this movie? 
I haven't, but I want to. I haven't, and I don't want to. Uh, <laughs> even though the amazing Kevin Klein is in it. Yep. Uh, yeah, not keen. <laughs> not particularly keen. <laughs> looks, looks really silly. It looks really stupid. Um, mm. a, a really successful horror movie, The Blair Witch Project, was nominated that year as well. Blair yep. Witch Project became the most successful independent movie ever made. Oh, wow. Uh, if not, when you compare budget to box office, the most uh, successful movie ever made. Yeah. Yeah, uh, because it was just made on a handicam. So yeah, I was gonna say it says here that it was um, a fictional story of three student filmmakers. So yes, absolutely. Assume... So it's all all filmed on handycam. Yeah. Uh, so it's all shaky. Sometimes it's in that night vision or, or black and mm. white vision as well. It's a really scary movie. It is done so well. And yeah. what happened was because it was supposed to be, it's come across as found footage. Mm-hmm. That when they were marketing. The movie, it was one of the first movies that used the internet to market itself. Uh, And also there were missing posters put up around film festivals of these three kids saying, you know, have you seen this person? To sort of say, this is the footage, this is the last we know of them. Uh, So, yeah, it was very well done. And found footage movies are are a thing now, especially for horror movies. Yeah. I was going to say, have they, has the Blair Witch Project popularized that style of filmmaking in horror, has it? Yeah, it, well, it really started it. Um, and Hollywood loves found footage movies because they are so cheap to make. <laughs> Compared <true>. to others, <laughs> they are really cheap to make. Yeah, yeah, so there's a franchise called Paranormal Activity. Yeah. And most of that is shown by memory because I've only seen, I think, the first two, uh, mm. you know, like through people's... Um, you know, hand handy cams and also yeah. through like people's home security systems and stuff like that. Mm, yeah, but yeah. it is a found footage film as well, edited together. Um, yeah. There's um there's epi- there's a few episodes of Supernatural that does the same thing where they do handy cam sort of footage. Wow. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. And watching that for me, and these were in the earlier sort of seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, watching that to, for me, it was very disorientating. And you're right, it, it does actually, it is quite, you know, scary. Mm. <laughs> it's it it's very realism. scary. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It, it sort of puts you in the, in the seat of the actual, you know, camera holder. And you're like, oh my gosh, what am I seeing? This is not good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I find the Blair Witch Project quite effective, actually. Um, mm. But you're right, it's... It's one of those ones, um, don't watch it if you've got a headache or you're nauseated. <laughs> yeah, no, don't, yeah. Camera shakes. <laughs> yeah. Another film that pops up in this list here is the infamous Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace. <laughs> so this is where the nerds attacked. <laughs> Including uh, one Philip Hunting. In one master Philip hunting. I'm going to put it out there if I haven't already. I am a defender of the Star Wars prequels. I have yes. no idea what everyone has, you know, why they've got their knickers in a knot over the Star yeah. Wars prequels. It's <laughs> the original trilogy is are really good. They're classics. They're some of the best sci-fi movies you will ever see. The prequels Definitely. do not compare to the original trilogy. Of course no. not. But they are not 
crimes against cinema. They are not they're horrible not. movies. They they're are, actually really good. They are popcorn entertainment, which is what the Star Wars franchise is supposed to be. Rant over. Yeah. <laughs> I actually really enjoyed the prequels. Like, I suppose it's for me because I didn't grow up in the era where the original, uh, the original trilogy came out. For me, watching the prequels in the cinema was my sort of introduction to Star Wars, and so because of that, I really enjoyed the prequels. And then going back and actually, and then once I watched the prequels, going into actually watching the original trilogy. Um, I then sort of was like, yeah, okay, I kind of get why people were sort of ragging on the prequels, but I I enjoyed them because that was my introduction to the to the to the universe. <laughs> well, Fulia, I grew up watching the original Star Wars trilogy. They they were a part of my childhood. Like they're yeah. fond memories, and I've really enjoyed them and I've really loved them. But as I was saying also with Star Trek, I just stick to the movies. I don't go into any expansions because a movie is a movie. It should yeah, exactly. exist. That's... Yeah, it should exist as its own thing. If you want to branch out into other elements of it, go for yeah. it. More power to you. The majority yeah. of us, though, watch the movies and just stick with the movies and appreciate them for what they are. And yeah, exactly. again, these movies are just, they're based on Flash Gordon serials. Like, come on. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, you know, the original trilogy, especially Star Wars and Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, they are significant in terms of contemporary cinema. I will never take that away from them because I really love those movies as well. Yeah, so they are significant. I'm not saying otherwise, but at the end yes. of the day, there's space operas. Exactly. Let's put things in perspective, and the prequels <laughs> just keep up that tradition. Yes, that's yes. so true. <laughs> <laughs> so, fully, you know how I had said that showgirls was sort of the reference point of bad movies. Like it was set the standard of bad movies. Yep. So in 2000, it was knocked off its throne by another movie. Okay. And it was the winner of the worst picture of 2000. (laughs) And that was a movie called Battlefield Earth. Starring John Travolta. (laughs) Based on a novel by L. Ron Hubbard, mm-hmm. who, for those who do not know, started Scientology, which is the religion that John Travolta believe, uh, prescribes yeah. to. Yes. I didn't mind Battlefield Earth myself. I, I mm-hmm. get why people didn't quite like it. It's not the most attractive-looking movie, <laughs> and some of the dialogue <laughs> and acting is horrible. But again, yeah. you just take it as, as a fun B-grade movie. Go for it. Mm-hmm. The problem is it's a fun B-grade movie uh, <laughs> that cost a, <laughs> a lot of money and disappointed and bored a lot of people. I am not a huge defender of Battlefield Earth, but I didn't hate it. Okay. Have you heard of it before? I I think so, but it was I don't really remember anything about it. So Yeah. Leave it that way. <laughs> You'll be fine. Okay. <laughs> You'll be fine. I'll you know, survive. You know, you know what, Fulia? Maybe I'll revisit Battlefield Earth and get back to you and tell you okay. if you need to watch it. <laughs> Fully... I have to also mention yes, please that do. there's another film on this on the 2000 list here that I've actually seen. Yes, what's that one? 
It's the Flintstones in Viva Rock Vegas. <laughs> mm, I've seen this one too, but what did you think about it? Um, well, as a young, what, 13-year-old teenager <laughs> watching this film, um, I had fun with it. <laughs> but I have to admit, um, there was a, another Flintstones film before this one, so the first one. That's right. I, I enjoyed that one more than this one. Yeah, it was much better the first one, wasn't it? Yeah. Mm. So the following year, 2001, Freddie Got Fingoed, which is a Tom Green vehicle, wins Worst Picture. I hate the name of this movie, uh, and I it don't mind Tom Green. sounds so wrong. Yeah, and I don't mind Tom Green. I actually like him. I think he's funny. I'm not interested in watching this movie at all. No. But for 2001, there are two things I want to say about the, uh, some of the other nominees. For one, Pearl Harbor, grossly underrated and is a great wow. movie. Really good movie. I was going to say, how is Pearl Harbor one of the worst ones? Yes. Have you seen it? No, but I have heard of it. It is really good. It's, you know, romantic drama set in the wartime. Josh Hartnett's yeah. in it. It was a really, really good movie. Uh, I, I enjoyed Pearl Harbor. I remember after, because I'd heard how bad it was, and then I ended up watching it. I'm like, what are people on about? The movie's actually pretty cool. Yeah. And the bombing of Pearl Harbor is such a great sequence. Um, the movie that should have won Worst Picture was Glitter, starring <laughs> Mariah Carey. Oh, my goodness. The diva herself. A boring, <laughs> boring vanity project uh, uh, that is not really worth discussing any further. Uh, okay. Monotone Mariah. It's... <laughs> Yeah, it's, 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 um, but I'm glad I, I watched it recently and I'm glad I got it out of my system because it is so oh, infamously really? <laughs> bad. It is infamously bad. And okay. apparently anyone who is in close circles with Mariah are not allowed to mention the film. <laughs> okay. So she knows it too. Yeah. Well, it actually exhausted <laughs> her making the film and the, the album as well. Oh yeah, my goodness. Yeah. yeah. Now, okay. 2002. Uh, Guy Ritchie directs his wife, Madonna, in the mm. movie Swept Away. Okay. Critics hate this movie. It's a box office bomb and it wins Worst Picture. <laughs> However, uh, I actually think Swept Away is a pretty good movie. Really? I actually do. There is one, okay. pro- there is one problem with the film, though. The leading lady. Uh. So, Madonna can actually act. Um, She gets worse as she goes along, though. Like, her movies in the 80s, amazing. Early 90s, amazing. Uh, Her role uh, as the title character in Evita, absolutely amazing. She won a Golden Globe for that one. Mm -hmm. But 2000s onwards, like, no, couldn't act her way out of a a paper bag. Had (laughs) someone else been the leading lady in this movie, it would have been a hundred times better. But as it Mm. is... It's actually a pretty good movie. Like, I don't mind it at all. Uh, It's essentially about a woman who's a a spoiled rich bitch. Yeah. And she's horrible to all of her employees, particularly one person who works, like, on the boat that she is vacationing on. Yeah. They get shipwrecked, Mm -hmm. and then suddenly the tables turn where she has to be subordinate to him. Okay, yeah, because she needs him to survive. She needs him to survive. And, of course, <laughs> whilst they're on the island, they fall in love. Yep. But 
They're not going to live there forever. Mm-hmm. They're from different classes, different worlds. That's true. So what does that mean then when they go back to the real world? <laughs> Everything goes back to normal? Possibly, but now there's emotions on the line. So ah. it's got a really great premise, and it's actually a remake of an Italian movie. Okay. So it's a really great premise, and as I said, it's, and the movie itself is is pretty good. Mm-hmm. The problem is Madonna isn't the... You need a, you needed a, a much better actress in that lead role. Um, also, it is visually spectacular. It was filmed around Malta as well. So that's my bias. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. But hey, you know, okay. um, another Star Wars movie made the list for you. Tell us about it. That I know, right? Like this said, the second one, go. the second prequel film is on the nominations list. Yeah, Attack of the and Clones. Attack of the Clones. Why? <laughs> I like Attack of the Clones. And so did I. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Like I said, I grew up with it. <laughs> I know our friend Philip Hunting absolutely hates it. Yes. <laughs> not a fan, not a fan. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so Phil and, I, Philip and I ever discussed this movie on Fred Watch, I think we'll argue <laughs> all the way through it. <laughs> Can I please be there? <laughs> I, yeah, I need people in my corner. Yeah. <laughs> I will help you defend. <laughs> now, there's another movie on this list here um, that I have actually seen, yeah. um, and that's Crossroads. Yes. With Britney Spears. <laughs> yes. I've seen this one too. Yes. Um, it was a long time ago when I, when I did watch it. I think I was probably in my mid-teens to late teens when I watched this. Um, but obviously it came out a lot earlier than that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's a, like from what I remember, it's, it's, not, it's not a terrible movie. It's actually, it's actually quite nice. So I've seen this movie as well. And I actually remember think it was okay like i actually enjoyed it Mm, uh, when it came out i feel like it it knows its demographic so its demographic is primarily teenage girls you know yeah definitely audience who can relate to the three uh three girls who are the main focus of the movie and so i think that audience would like it but you know i was not a teenage girl when i watched it and i actually Mm. thought it was okay i don't know if the film holds up well though like, if mm, I watched yeah. it again, I don't know what I would think about it. Yeah, um, probably, yeah. Yeah, but in saying that, no, I'm, I'm like you, Fully. I remember thinking, that's oh, actually a good movie. Like, I actually liked it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was okay. Yeah, this is when, when Britney was doing okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Please pray for Britney. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, following year, Jiggly with um, Ben Affleck wins. Jiggly. Never yes. heard of it. Yeah, this one's one of the more like this is when you know how some actors have their um their running momentum of bad movies. Mm. This was one for for Ben Affleck. <laughs> okay. Yes, is I've, this also I've, one of Jennifer Lopez's sort of first appearances in films? Or uh, oh, look, she's been acting for a while. So like Anaconda okay. was probably one of her more earlier ones. Right, um, right. But by this stage, she was big time. You know, so yeah. but yeah, they, they couldn't they couldn't save this movie. I've not seen it, but I've heard horrible okay. things about it. Uh, one of the movies that I have seen that is actually one of the worst movies I've seen, I think, and I won't save it till later. I'll talk about it now. Is the mm. Cat in the Hat? Yeah, <laughs> I've seen it too. <laughs> okay, I'm I've a Doctor told, Seuss fan. <laughs> I've already told you what I thought. I I, I yeah. think it's such a dull, and I think it's a pretty. <laughs> 
I think it's a piece of shit, to be honest. What did you think about it? <laughs> Look, I watched it when it came out and, you know, back then – uh, I was all about the really whimsical and silly sort of films like this. What do you think of the movie, um, Folia? <laughs> I I had fun with it. I was entertained by it. I don't know whether I, it'd be the same if I watched it now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but back then, for me, it was just, you know, some good old-fashioned entertainment. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I was bored shitless. <laughs> Um, But also a movie that I found disappointing uh, was Charlie's Angels Full Throttle. Yeah, see, I... So Full Throttle was the second one. That's correct. So the first one, Charlie's Angels from 2000, uh, I I think I enjoyed that more. Full Throttle was the one with uh, Demi Moore, wasn't it? That's right. And this was heralded as Demi Moore's comeback because she was looking amazing. And, yeah, she was in this action movie. And Demi Moore is actually really good in this movie. Uh, Yeah, she's actually actually a really good villain. (laughs) Yeah, she's great. Uh, She's got some really (laughs) great lines in it, some great scenes. Overall, though, the movie's pretty dull and excessive and not that funny and not a lot of fun. So I remember uh, I, I watched this movie in the cinema over in Europe when I was on European holiday. So even when I'm in holiday, I go to the movies. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, And I remember being disappointed by it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Uh, Not a movie I'm keen to revisit, to be honest. Mm. Because I used to, I used, because I had, I had the, both of, both of these, um, the child, both of the Charlie's Angels films. I and I growing up, I loved watching them, mm. um, and especially because you know, as a teenager, watching these women kick ass. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I was like having so much fun with watching them and just being like, I want to be like them. I yeah. want to be badass as well. And well, um, the, the first movie is yeah, great. Though. I, I, the first yeah, movie is exactly. really enjoyable. Exactly. So I, I do agree. The first one was a lot better than the second one. Yeah, just lightning couldn't strike twice for Charlie's Angels, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, and the <laughs> recent reboot, I suppose, or, or sequel or whatever it is, um, didn't yeah, do yeah. so well either. But I'm curious to watch it because I hear it's a lot better than what people say. Okay, yeah. yeah. I'd probably see that as well. Yeah. So um, the following year, you want to talk about movies that had shaky camera angles? <laughs> Uh, Catwoman starring Halle Berry is one of them and that also won Worst Picture. Yeah. Oh, man. Like, I've seen it once. I I don't know. Like, I I don't mind it, to Turn. be honest. No. Nah. <laughs> Maybe I need to watch it again. No. Nah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. No, thank you. No, thank you. Fair look, enough. <laughs> look, I, look I, I'm going to say this about, about Catwoman. Okay. Uh, I was disappointed in this film because mm-hmm. Catwoman is my favorite villain of all villains. Yeah. And it was great to see a different take and a different story re- revolving mm-hmm. around Catwoman. I mean, you can do yeah. a lot with the character. But I was really disappointed in the movie. I thought some elements were pretty good, but overall wasn't a great movie mm-hmm. and I'm a Batman fan. So I felt like I needed to be a bit of a completist. And I said, look, I will only buy the movie 
if I find it on sale somewhere for $2. That's how much I valued <laughs> the movie. And I did not want wow. to buy it for any more than $2. I refused. <laughs> so it would be in like, you know, bargain bins for, for six ninety eight or whatever. I said, nope. $2 is what this movie is worth to me. It is what I'm buying. Mm. It's what I'm paying for it. And okay. the main reason why I wanted the movie was because there was a special feature on the DVD mm. that looked at the history of the character of Catwoman. And that's what I wanted it for. Because that was a oh, really, really? In- it was a really interesting featurette. Yeah. And I said, I'm, okay. I'm, I'm only paying $2 for it. And it's never gone on sale for $2, so it was given to me as a birthday present one day. Because <laughs> my family knew I would never buy it. They're like, here, yeah. we know you're never going to buy it. Here's the movie. I was like, thanks. <laughs> well, I I don't know if this is a, a thing that I should admit. I actually have it on DVD, only because at the time I wanted to watch it. And... I've been trying to get rid of it on eBay and no one's taking a bite at it. <laughs> okay. How much are you selling it for on eBay? Uh, I don't know, five bucks. <laughs> <laughs> I think. <laughs> oh, fully. I think, wait, look, to be honest, I did start off with like 10, 10 bucks originally when I first posted it, like a long time ago. Oh, fully. Um, but then as soon as I started hearing bad things about it and the fact that it won the worst film ever i was for that year i was just like hmm, maybe i should drop the price <laughs> fulia sweet yeah. naive beautiful fulia <laughs> can i give you a tip what take it off ebay <laughs> take it off ebay right now uh-huh Put it in a charity donation bin. <laughs> and do you know why? Savers. And do you know why I say that? Do you know why I say that? Why? Because somebody will enjoy this movie. People have purchased yep. it, right? Yep. The karma you will get for donating a movie that someone will spend a buck on at an op shop <laughs> will be more value than any money you will physically get. For oh Catwoman. wow. That's <laughs> that's so funny. <laughs> Take my advice. Okay. <laughs> I'll be checking in with you shortly. <laughs> might be a few days, might be a few weeks, might be in a month. But yep. I'm gonna but I want an update on Catwoman. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, Another movie goodness. that was nominated that year. <laughs> <laughs> Alexander, a movie about Alexander the Great, starring mm. Colin Farrell and Angelina Jolie as his mother. As his mother? Yes. Wasn't she a bit young to be a mother? Yeah, there's not much um, age there's not much age difference between them. Yeah, I was gonna say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like this movie. You do? Yeah. I actually liked it. It, it got, got bagged out ridiculously. I've only seen it once, but I really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of editing, though, from its yeah. original release to its American release. Um, I think they took out a lot of uh, Alexandra's bisexuality, which is unfortunate. Oh. Um, and I've seen the uncut version, uh, which mm-hmm. is probably why I actually enjoyed it, because I got to see 
the movie that it was supposed to be. Uh, so I actually uh, think Alexander is actually quite an underrated movie. I pretty much enjoyed okay. that. Yeah. So maybe the reason why it was nominated for worst movies because of those cuts that were made. Well, you know, when you hack a director's vision, you you lose the story, don't you? Mm. Yeah. But, um, yeah, White Chicks was a movie that was released that year. Yes. I, I can't believe that it was a bad movie. I really enjoyed it. It's a lot of fun. Are you seriously surprised that White Chicks made it on the list? <laughs> Fulia? Are you seriously surprised? <laughs> I'm not judging. Look, I'm just asking in a oh, judgmental sure. tone. Ah <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Like, I, I don't care if you're judging me. I really enjoyed white chicks. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's so much fun to watch, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it's, yeah, look, the Wayne brothers are hilarious. Terry Crews gets them, you know, gets the feature in this too. And that was my first time actually um, being introduced to Terry Crews. And he is a funny, funny man. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, I'm, I'm kind of surprised, but I'm not. <laughs> I just what did no... you think of it? No, I've got no comments on White Chicks. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> I do I do enjoy my comedies, so I, that's sort of one of the type of comedies. I don't always watch that kind of comedy, mm. but I don't mind it if, you know, if they're kind of like this. So... <laughs> <laughs> Just keep digging. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> So, two, so 2005. 2005, <laughs> Dirty Love won Best Dirty Picture. Love. Yes. Jenny McCarthy mm. movie. Okay. Have not seen it. Do not care to. No, neither have I. No. Uh, Deuce Bigelow, European Gigolo. Okay, I've seen this. I like the Deuce I'm Bigelow not... movies. Uh, yeah, they're, they're really funny. Yeah. I like the Deuce <laughs> Bigelow movies. I also like Dukes of Hazard. thought that was a fun movie. I haven't seen that one. Yeah, so ba- yeah, big screen adaptation of the of the popular TV show. I grew up watching yes, the yeah. TV show as a kid, and I thought this movie was a lot of fun. Uh, mm. it, uh, there was a, I think, a direct DVD sequel that was made, or it was a sequel prequel or something like that. Oh, okay, not yeah. a great movie, but original yeah. Dukes of Hazard, really good. House of yeah. Wax, a remake of the classic horror movie. This one featured Paris Hilton. Okay, <laughs> uh, and it's a lot better than you would imagine. A lot better. Ah. I think people at the time were just saying that uh, they just enjoyed seeing <laughs> the death of Paris Hilton <laughs> on screen. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, Son of the Mask was nominated. I've not seen this because I enjoyed the original so much. I was like, don't, don't yeah. really. I'm not interested in watching the sequel. I, I think, I think I've, I think I saw this when it came out. Probably not at the cinema, but when it first aired on TV, like a few years later. Right. Um, I don't remember much of it, but I do know that I didn't enjoy it that much because yeah. I love I love Jim Carrey's mask. Oh, it's so good. So good. Um, but yeah, I I kind of remember this, but I don't. Yeah. Yeah, so if I don't really remember too much of it, it means that I didn't enjoy it that much. <laughs> Probably not, no. I'm not <laughs> no. surprised. 
Yes. Yeah. So 2006, Basic Instinct 2 wins the Worst Movie Award. So the original Basic Instinct is what catapulted Sharon Stone to fame because she uncrossed yep. her legs in one of the most famous and sexiest scenes in cinema. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the original Basic Instinct is a really good movie. Like, it's a great crime thriller. Yeah. I've not seen part two. Uh, okay. I'm curious, though, to watch it. I'm not going to lie. Uh, but mm. I've not seen it. But, I, but I've heard nothing but bad things about it. Uh, have, have you seen the original Basic Instinct Folia or heard of it? No, no. I, I've heard of it, but I've never watched it. Yeah. Yeah, it was a big deal when it came out in the 90s. <laughs> mm. Yes. Uh, yeah, it had, it had, I mean, look, I was, I was a teenager and of course, every, everything the teenage boys could talk about was Sharon Stone uncrossing her legs because she's not wearing any underwear when she does it. Yeah. Yeah. As I said, it was a pretty hot scene. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you, you, you're cutting to close-ups of, of, of Wayne Knight pelting with sweat <laughs> because <laughs> she's so sexy. <laughs> Sharon Stone will do that to you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, 2007, the following year, a movie called I Know Who Killed Me. Okay. And it's this, an interesting poster. Yeah. Look, this starred Lindsay Lohan. And yep. Lindsay Lohan was well and truly into her downward spiral at this stage. So, I've heard oh, of this okay. movie, but I have not, not seen it. Uh, a okay. movie that was released the same year that I actually enjoyed was Daddy Day Camp. Yeah, I don't remember watching this. You'll enjoy this. I've heard player. of it. You, I you, heard of it, but you, I just don't remember watching yeah, it. Yeah, Eddie Murphy's in this one. And you'll enjoy this one. Yeah, and Cuba Gooding Jr. is pretty funny. So yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh, sorry, Eddie Murphy's not in this one. This one's with, yeah, Cuba Gooding Jr. This one's the sequel. Yeah, yeah. Yes. So oh, Daddy okay. Daycare actually is the better one. I, I yes, say. that's the one yeah. I have seen. Yeah, yeah, Daddy Daycare is really good, but I have yeah, seen Daddy, Daddy Day, Day Camp as well, and yeah. I have to say I don't mind it. Yeah, I did enjoy okay. the sequel as well, but part yeah, part one was a lot better. But I don't necessarily <laughs> know if part two deserved a, a nod there. I don't know. Yeah. Um. I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry. Mm-hmm. I've seen this one. <laughs> Um, I think me and my sister actually didn't mind this one because right. she, she bought she bought it on DVD. Okay. Um, and oh, I no, I haven't seen. I was gonna say, have I seen Norbert? No, I haven't seen Norbert, but I have heard of it. Uh, heard of it. Um, was have you seen Norbert? No, it looks horrible though. <laughs> Not one of Eddie Murphy's finest. <laughs> no, no, but it it, look, it looks really bad. Looks really bad. Yeah. A movie yeah. that actually does look horrendous. And I remember saying this when it had come out in cinema and I was seeing all the previews was the winner of the 2008 Worst Picture. And that was The Love Guru with Mike Myers. <laughs> I've seen this. Alrighty. Talk, yeah, it's... um. Talk to me. It's, it's pretty terrible. <laughs> It looks but so it's, bad. It it's 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 terribly it's terrible, but it's so bad it's good. Really? <laughs> yes. <laughs> like it's one of those just switch off your brain type of movies. <laughs> you just watch it and laugh. <laughs> um, 
It's not. It's not. Look, I I like I like uh, Mike Myers. He's mm. a great comedic actor, um, and especially in like um, the Spy Who Shagged Me, um, mm. and um, Wayne's World. Yeah, Wayne's World. Yeah, I actually haven't seen that one. Oh, such a good movie. <laughs> Um, but I have to say, yeah, look, the love guru's not his finest, to be honest. And it, you know, it features Jessica Alba and Justin Timberlake and, oh my gosh, it's just one of those, you know, just, if you, if you want to not think at all and just laugh, that's the movie. <laughs> I believe it. It also looks like a cure for insomnia. <laughs> yeah. yeah, look, it's yeah. Um it's not the it's not the funniest of films to my taste. Mm-hmm. Like it's not my taste of comedy, even though I have seen it and I did laugh at it. Um but I didn't laugh at it because of the comedic scenes. It was just it was bad. <laughs> yeah. All right, Fulia, let's round out the decade. 2009 yeah. for the 30th annual Golden Raspberry Awards. Transformers, oh Revenge of the Fallen. Revenge of the Fallen, what? So part two in the franchise. And I yeah. have to say, I, look, I saw this movie on the big screen. Didn't mind Same. it. Didn't mind it. But when I went back to revisit it, I've gone, oh, wow. Okay, I get it. Oh, part okay. One, maybe, maybe, maybe I need to revisit. Part one, I really enjoyed. Part three yeah. is really good. Part mm-hmm. two, I don't know what was going on there. Okay, interesting. Not, I might su- have not to surprised. Watch that again. Not surprised yeah. at one, to be honest. Hmm. Yeah. Um, GI Joe: The Rise of Cobra was nominated, but I actually liked this movie. I thought it was fun. Yeah. Yeah. Thought thought it was pretty good. And 2010s. <gasps> yes. Okay. So there's been me. a lot of controversy. There's there's been a lot of controversy about this particular film. Okay, so what movie um, won in 2010? Okay, so the movie that won the 31st Golden Raspberry Award is The Last Airbender. I've not seen this movie, so tell me okay. about it. All right, so it's based on a Nickelodeon animated TV series called Avatar: The Last The Last Airbender. Yes. And it's pretty much taken that and turned it into a live action. Now, I had never seen the animated series before I watched this. So I watched this first. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, at the time, didn't mind it so much because yeah. it was something different. And it was, it was a very sort of, you know, um, fantasy... It was a fantasy world that I would have never have thought of. Yeah. And I guess because you hadn't seen the TV series or anything else connected to it, it's your introduction. Exactly. To, to, it to was the world. my introduction nothing to compare to it. it to. No. Years later, I um, ended up dating someone that had the actual, um, the actual animated series. And so I watched it with them. Mm-hmm. And then I realized, oh, wow, actually, now I know why everybody hates the the live-action film. Okay. <laughs> it didn't do it justice. Right. It really didn't. Yeah. Okay. And I think some of the characters weren't exactly um, portrayed very well in the live-action. So have you so, gone back to see the live-action movie since then? Or have you only seen no, it the one time? I've only seen it the one time. Um, but I do want to go back and 
and watch it. Mm. Um, just it, just to sort of see where my mind is at with now that I've seen the actual series and now and now going back and seeing well, I want to see this so that I can be like okay, I see their point. Yeah. Um, because I am now currently watching the uh, sequel to the animated series, which is the Legend of Korra. Right. Which which is she is the the next avatar um, to um, yeah so the next the next person to become an avatar um, after um, after Aang who was the avatar in the in the first in the actual original animated series it's a very sort of elemental fantasy okay. so it's all about the different types of elements and some people. Um, they call themselves benders, so they're able to bend those elements. So you could be a water bender, or an earth bender, or a fire bender, or even a wind bender. So they're the four elements that you can bend. Right. Um, so you can use those elements to, you know, to do things, use it in um, everyday life, or you know, defend yourself, <laughs> um, or use it in fighting competitions. Apparently. So. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yes. The last Airbender, yeah. Um, I need to rewatch that to to remember. <laughs> mm. So, question. Yes. One of the big franchises of the two thousands and two thousand and teens. Yeah. Was Twilight. Yes, it was. Yeah. <laughs> so Twilight Eclipse was nominated. Yes. So I think that's film. the second one. Uh, that's the the sequel to the first one. Uh, yeah, it's actually the, the third one. The third one, sorry, yes. sorry. After Twilight yeah. and New Moon. So, yeah, and New Moon was the second one, that's yeah. right. Yeah, now I've not read the Twilight books. I don't particularly have any no, interest in reading I. them, but I have seen the films. And Me I too. have to say, I actually enjoy the films. I think they're pretty good. Yes. For what they yeah. are. Like, look, hey, they're teen vampire movies. I, I enjoy them. Yeah, exactly. They're, they're really good sort of um, uh, entertainment, uh, fantasy-based entertainment. And I, I enjoyed it for what it was. And obviously, you know, you as, as a young woman in her, what, when was this, like early 20s, mm. I was frothing over the boys. So. <laughs> Trust me, you didn't have to be a young woman in your early 20s to be frothing over the boys. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yes, so, um, yeah, look, Eclipse, like, I've only watched these films once through. Same. Um, so I don't really remember too much, but um, I have to say, if yeah, I'd probably have to revisit the saga, to be honest. Yeah, I actually want to, though. I'd like yeah. to watch them again because I enjoyed them the first time around. Yeah, me too. Yeah, and you know what? Sex in the City 2 was also one of them there as well. Mm. I've been seeing the Sex in the City movies, uh, and I've only seen the first season of the series, so I'm not okay. someone who's heavily invested in that franchise. Yeah. But I enjoyed what I have seen of it. Are you a fan of the films? Mm. Um, I have seen both of them. Yes. Um, the or actually, I don't think I don't remember seeing the second one. Um, if I what was it? What was it about? Um, okay, no, I'm not sure. Um, I know I've seen the first one. Um, I have to say I haven't actually seen all of the series itself, but I have seen um, like quite a few of the episodes mm. uh, of the actual TV show, and um, it is it is quite entertaining. Like I do enjoy I do enjoy the series. Um, I want to actually go back and 
watch it from, you know, start to finish. Um, yeah. It's it's a great it's a great TV series about, you know, these four women who are really close friends and they're always hanging out with each other. You know, Carrie Bradshaw's a journalist um, who writes in a column about her um, her uh, her experiences in relationships and sex and all that sort of stuff. Um, and it's 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 actually it's actually quite entertaining because you also sort of see um, you know the the lives of what you know these these women actually go through and mm. their their belief systems and you know you know how they how they move in their life with relationships and you know all that sort of stuff and getting married and all that yeah. so it's actually quite entertaining there are a lot of you know funny moments but yeah. it's 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 pretty much a chick flick series well i actually what i i remember what i really like about it is the fact that you it's a, a series with four leading women who yeah. own their sexualities and yeah, exactly. their sexual experiences like yeah. you know they're 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 open and they're honest about it and they're flawed characters like i actually like i i don't know I, st- I think that's still so rare to have women openly speaking about uh, their sexual experiences and their thoughts and their fantasies, what they like, what they don't like, and just owning their sexuality and not feeling shame about it. You know, yeah. not necessarily, you, you know, feeling 100% confident because we all question ourselves and we, yeah. you know, we, we kind of just fake <laughs> our way through things most of the time, let's be honest. Uh, but, you know, it's celebrated the awkwardness of sex mm. as well as the beauty of it as as well yeah, as exactly. the, the the fun bits about it the nasty bits about it and yeah. and again it told it through the lens uh, of women and I, I don't know i think that's pretty significant so yeah yes. whilst i'm not deeply invested into the into the series and i haven't seen the films i i can appreciate and respect its uh significance in terms of storytelling yeah yeah, yeah and four talented leading ladies too yeah definitely yeah so in 2011, Adam Sandler destroys our souls and stars in <laughs> Jack and Jill. Um, I haven't seen it, but I do know of it. Yeah, my sister, I believe, watched it in the cinema, and mm. I'm not sure if she walked out of it, but I remember oh. she saying it was one of the worst films she had ever seen. And <laughs> my sister is a huge Adam Sandler fan, or at least was back then. So I'm like, you know yeah. what? That's good enough for me. I'm not going to bother. <laughs> Fair <Yeah>. enough. <laughs> so, a movie I'd mentioned earlier, Transformers: Dark Side of the Moon, which is part three in that franchise, was nominated. Yeah, but I really liked that movie. I thought it was a great action film. Yeah, uh, that's the. Was that the last of the? Oh, no, it wasn't. Oh no, there's more. Yeah, I was going to say. I will but... say this one was the last one I saw. Okay. Of the franchise, I'm assuming. I'm assuming. I'm trying to remember whether this was. Um, What's his name's last one? Um, oh, I've forgotten the name of the of the actor. My goodness. <laughs> well, it's on. clearly not very good. So, <laughs> look, uh, Shia LaBeouf. Oh my god. Yeah, Shia, I'm, I'm wondering whether that was his last Transformers film. Uh, I'm not too sure, um, but I really liked him in the in in the films, and I yeah. thought he was really good in this one. So I, I'm mm. disappointed that uh, Dark Side of the Moon was there because I thought it was a really fun and and well made action movie. Um, Twi- yeah, the Twilight Saga gets another mention. 
It does, and it's part one of the final film. Yeah. Uh, of the uh, and I uh, I have to say, look, I I remember watching um, part one and part two more so because it was the mo- obviously the 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 last one to come out. Yeah. So I'm just like, it's actually I think this was around the time that they started mocking the Twilight Saga. Right. Um, and so it's probably the reason why a lot of people decided that it was going to be the worst of the films. <laughs> well, look, I appreciate that the books they're based on aren't, look, they're not the highest form of literature, right? Mm. You know, they're not the best written stories. Yeah. But in saying that, you know, they were made, they entertained, and they were developed into these movies. I like... Yeah. Uh, Breaking Dawn Part 1, so the fourth film in the franchise. Uh, yeah. It doesn't surprise me it's on the list because these movies get shat on a lot, but I actually yeah. liked I liked it uh, personally. Yeah, same. Yeah. Interestingly, though, the fifth film in the franchise, The Twilight Saga Breaking Dawn Part 2, <laughs> wins Worst Picture in 2012. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and look, I have to say... Um, I was disappointed in the way the franchise ends. Like yep. the final moments of this movie really disappointed me. I just thought, wow, all of this build up, we've we've made it this far, and that's how you end it. So I was disappointed, uh, but I didn't yeah. think it was a it was a, an overly bad movie. Um, look, one of the nominees that year was Battleship, so a movie based on a board game. <laughs> <laughs> But again, for an action movie, for an adventure story, it it, it did its job. You know, it, it was fine. Um, mm. Yeah, uh, yeah. Another one that was nominated in that year uh, is a movie uh, called A Thousand Words. Mm-hmm. It's an Eddie Murphy film, and I actually watched it. Okay, I've I not even heard of this I movie. Th- Tell me about I it. I think about it. I think about a year or two after it came out, I watched it. Yeah. Um, it's not such a terrible film. It's pretty much, it's a movie, uh, based, uh, just trying to remember it correctly. Um, he's, his character whose name's Jack, he, um, he gets gift, he gets the gift of gabbing, which is what it is. And literally it's, he can no longer like it's literally him not being able to speak much because he's only got a thousand words left. Okay. And if he if he um if he speaks all one thousand words, something bad happens. Right. <laughs> I can't remember I can't remember what it exactly was that happens. Um I think it's got something to do with possibly dying. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I can't remember, like, I don't remember the actual storyline itself, but the the whole point of the film is the you've only got a thousand words left to live. Wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> very dark. Okay, very yeah. dark. But it's actually it's actually not a dark film, mm-hmm. um, but it is a comedy drama. So mm, okay, yeah. Well, it seemed to have production problems. I mean, it was released four years after it was made, so that's never a good thing when a movie sits on the mm. shelf for that long. Yeah, 
Yeah. So the following year, speaking of a movie that probably wasn't very good, is a movie that I've heard of, but have okay. not seen. And I believe that Kendall has seen it and has even said, I think it's one of the worst films she's ever seen. And it's called okay. Movie 43. Yeah, I'm just having a look at that now. It doesn't It doesn't look that great. <laughs> yes, this one worst picture in 2013. Okay. Yeah. And yeah, so film, 14 different storylines, each one directed by a different director. The premise is fun. Mm. All-star cast. Curious as to what's okay. so bad about it. This is a movie I think I want to watch to be honest. Uh, and Kendall's <laughs> probably screaming at me now going, don't do it. No, don't. <laughs> yeah. But I'm curious about it though. I'm, I'm really curious mm. about it. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Um, Grown Ups 2. <laughs> Look, I have to admit the first one was better than the second one. Um, can I make have a you confession? Seen... Yeah. I have seen both ha- Grown Ups movies. Yeah. Can I make a confession? Mm. I liked the sequel more. <laughs> oh, you did? Because <laughs> is it the first one where they go to the cabin or was it the second one? Oh, I can't even remember. <laughs> Cannot remember. Uh, yeah, yeah. I just remember, I think, because Grown Ups 2 sort of gets into it more, like straight into the action type thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, I... <laughs> I, I, I think I enjoyed it more. I like the grown-ups movies. I think they're fun. And look, yeah, Summer the grown-ups Hi- movies are fun. Samuel Hayek's in it, and I love Samuel Hayek. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of fun. Um, another movie that was also nominated was The Lone Ranger. I liked Disney's it. Disney's The Lone Ranger. I actually enjoyed it. I've got it on Blu-ray. <laughs> I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. There's a, I remember there was a few moments when there was a bit too much sort of exposition and explaining. Um mm. And it probably didn't necessarily need the the, the throwbacks to the museum uh, yeah. where, where Tonto is. But overall, I thought it was really good. Yeah, I did yeah. too. No, I, thought, I enjoyed it. No, I thought it was really, really good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the following year, Saving Christmas. Really? Yeah. A Christmas movie? A Christmas movie. <laughs> I've not seen this movie. No, neither have I. Um, so, directed... By Darren Doman and co-starring him. Uh, I don't know much about this film. It, there's nothing about it that makes me want to really look look further. Um, what I do know is that Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles gets nominated, which is a little unfair because I really enjoyed that reboot of the franchise. I actually haven't seen it, but I really want to. It's good. I really like it. Yeah. It's, uh, the sequel isn't as good, but this one, okay. yeah, the first one is really good. Uh, Transformers: yeah. Age of Extinction is. It's like in it. every film. It's like every Transformers film after that second or yeah. third yeah, the second one, one has yeah. just been like after the second one. It's like no, nah, no more Transformers. It's bad. <laughs> <laughs> I think people got sick of it. <laughs> yeah, but I, yeah. Again, I think sometimes if you just... It's a bit of fatigue with some of these franchises. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so I was right. So the last... Um, the where, where is it? The Dark of the Moon was the last Shia LaBeouf-based Transformers, mm. um, which means that Age of Extinction was when um, Mark Wahlberg um, was introduced. Right, right. Yeah. 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 Well, it, speaking of franchises, I suppose... Uh, mm. 2015 introduced a new franchise. Yeah. So, 
there were people who hated Twilight, right? Yeah. And if you um, had reason to dislike Twilight before, you absolutely yeah. loathed it even more. Because Fifty Shades of Grey <laughs> came to the big screen. And oh, yes. Fifty Shades of Grey uh-huh. is Twilight fan fiction. Is it? Yes. So, oh, come on. No, no, no I'm, not, I'm not lying. So, um, so E.L. James based that on Twilight. Yeah, it began on the novel or the stories. Which I have read. Oh, fool, yeah. Gosh. Look, it was it was trending at the time. I wanted to know what the buzz was about, so I just bought them and read them. Oh my gosh! <laughs> and I have seen all three movies as well. Oh, oh gosh! So anyway, <laughs> so Fifty Shades of Grey, which began as Twilight fan fiction, became a book. Okay. Bestseller. Yep. And was made into a series of films. I've only seen the first film. Mm-hmm. And believe it or not, I actually want to watch the rest. Okay. This does not mean that I thought the first film was great because it wasn't. Yeah. No, well, the story wasn't all that great, to the be honest. The dialogue. My goodness. Yeah. You know what's funny yeah. about Fifty Shades of Grey? Mm. I've not read the books. I've read bits okay. and I've read excerpts of it and mm-hmm. hilarious. It is so badly written. Hilarious. Yeah. Like, really bad. I remember when everyone <laughs> was bagging out Twilight for being poorly written. Now people mm. were defending Twilight <laughs> and saying how bad Fifty Shades of Grey was, right? Because yeah, E.L. Yeah. James can't write. So, when you watch these movies, without even having read the text, you can tell the dialogue that's come from her book and you can tell the dialogue that the screenwriters have written because they've tried really hard to make this movie good. Yeah. I don't think Fifty Shades of Grey is a bad movie, but I remember remember there were elements that I go were absolutely implausible in the world that I'm in. Yeah, that's that's, that's true. I'm not going to say much more because I Mm. want your listeners to tune into Fred Watch one day and have me discuss Fifty Shades of Grey. (laughs) (laughs) And I will be there. (laughs) I'd like to dissect this movie further. But I remember (laughs) actually thinking, whilst it's not a great movie, it's not a bad movie. No, it's not really. And I I have to admit, I have to admit though, mm -hmm. the the other two films or books, I should say, the story is a lot better compared to the first one. Yeah. I do like the way the first film ends, I have to say. The final shot, I absolutely loved. Mm. Yeah, really, really enjoyed. Yeah, yeah, same. But Fifty Shades of Grey wins at the 36th Golden Raspberry Awards and it ties with Fantastic Four. <laughs> this is this is the... Okay, so this was the one from 2015, not the one with Jessica Alba. That's correct. From the one that I remember, okay. Yeah, so that one that you remember, Jessica Alba, was really good. The yeah. sequel to that movie was Shithouse. Okay. And I think this movie here... 2015 with Jamie Bell in it. And I love, love, love Jamie Bell so much. Mm-hmm. And other fine actors as well. Yeah. But this one here got bagged out so much. And I yeah. watched it and I've gone, you know what? I actually enjoy this movie. I okay. am a defender of 2015's Fantastic Four. I think it's a good movie. 
I think it's okay. fun. I think people need to relax. I think they made it their own and it was really entertaining. And yeah, yeah it got it got shut on a lot, unfortunately, but I actually think it was pretty good. Mm. I need to ask you though. Yeah. Have you seen Pixels? No, I haven't. I've heard nothing but bad things about Pixels. Me me too. Like I at the time when it first started coming out, I was like, I wanna see this film. But then I heard so many bad things, like bad reviews about it. I'm just like, oh, I don't know, maybe I shouldn't see it. And it, then it was on, I don't know if it's still on Netflix. Um, I had it on my list. I'm not sure if it's still there. But if it is, I might watch it and right. just see how bad it is. <laughs> okay. I'm going to leave you to watch it and tell me all about it. Okay. <laughs> In 2016... Uh, mm-hmm. Hillary's America, the secret history of the Democratic Party wins oh. best picture. So I've got a documentary here. Okay. Worst picture. Wow. Yes. I've not, now I am interested in American politics, but I haven't seen this documentary, so I can't comment on it. What I can say okay. is though, that uh, a few sequels were nominated. So we had Batman versus Superman, Dawn of Justice. Dawn of Justice. Yes. Independence I can... Day Resurgence and yep. Zoolander 2. <laughs> I am a defender of Batman versus Superman. It goes a bit Are over. You? The- yeah, well, that might surprise you. Okay. <laughs> I like it. I think again, yep. people really need to relax. Um I will acknowledge though that I think it just gets a bit too convoluted in the final act. It tries to set up too much and it didn't need to. It just needed yeah. to end like about, you know, 20 minutes earlier, I think. Uh, but yeah, I, it, was, but, it was a very long movie. Yeah, but also then just went to introduce stuff that it didn't need to. It just needed to be its own film. And yeah. I, but I have to say, overall, I did enjoy it. Um, okay. Do not watch the director's cut of it, <laughs> which has extended scenes. Absolutely, oh. absolutely unnecessary. Absolutely unnecessary. Okay, wow. Yes, do not watch yeah. that. Um, I have seen Dawn of Justice. Mm. Um, I Look, I didn't hate it. But it was an okay film. Like, I didn't mind it too much. Yeah, I liked it. Like, I, I can draw yeah. a lot of good things from it. Uh, yeah. I, you know, I love the, I love the leads. The, the three leads in it are absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Um, haven't seen any of the other films. No, neither have I. Okay. 2017 brought the Emoji Movie. Oh, okay. <laughs> I watched this movie recently. Why? <laughs> Because I wanted to see how terrible it was. And was it terrible? <laughs> yes, it was. Yes. <laughs> I can see why it won. <laughs> that bad? Yeah. <laughs> I can I can agree. Mm-hmm. That was actually one of the movies that I had written down on the list that I was going to mention. Okay. So. <laughs> well, you know, another mo- a movie that was nominated that I saw and did not enjoy was Baywatch. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I was so disappointed in this movie because a wonderful cast and they all look mm. like they're getting along. They all look like they're having fun. Yeah. But it's a shame the audience isn't having fun either because the movie's pretty boring. No. Yeah, yeah, that's true. A lot of potential <laughs> falls short. Look, Fifty Shades Darker gets nominated as well and yet another Transformers yep. movie, The Last Night. Uh, we don't need to keep talking about Transformers, do we? That's fine. We know. Yeah. And The Mummy. So, the Tom Cruise rendition of The Mummy. Yeah, which was supposed to, <laughs> you know, kickstart a new monster virus, which they're still kicking ahead with. But, mm. yeah, fell to pieces. I haven't seen this one, though, but I'm, I'm curious to Neither watch it. I. I'm curious to watch it. Uh, I'm, I'm not that keen, to be honest. 
I prefer I prefer the Brendan Fraser trilogy of the Mummy. Oh, they're a lot they of fun. fun. That, fir- that first one especially. Yeah. yeah. And even the Scorpion <laughs> King, the spin-off is a good movie too. Oh, okay. I haven't seen that yeah, one. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. All right. Yeah. 2018 brought us a movie that did make it on my list. Yeah, I was going to say, you took one for the team. I most certainly did. The worst movie of 2018 and one of the worst movies of the 21st century, Holmes <laughs> and Watson. Oh. So for, for those beautiful listeners who may not uh, follow... Uh, my Fred Watch reviews or our Fred Watch reviews <laughs> on the Fred the Alien Productions website. Uh, yep. I did do a written review for Holmes and mm-hmm. Watson. You did. And this is my entire review. Yep. Um, taking away the synopsis. Okay. These are my comments. There is not much you need to know about Holmes and Watson except that it is a painfully dull, laboriously unfunny and unredeemable piece of shit. <laughs> Zero out of five. Oh. I stand oh. by that statement. I stand by that review. And do you know what, Fulia? <laughs> Every time I subscribe to a new streaming service or explore a new streaming service, that piece mm. of shit is on there. It is taunting me. It is following me everywhere. <laughs> Yes, it wants you to reconsider your uh, your rating. <laughs> I don't mind bad movies, right? I, I really yeah. don't because bad movies have fun elements to them, but I yeah, do not true. like boring movies. And yeah. just one final question. Have you seen Holmes and Watson? No, I have not. And I don't plan to. Don't ever. <laughs> I've got nothing else to say about the year 2018. Look, the the... The the trailer was enough to keep me away from watching it. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, and happy and the Happy Time Murders I haven't seen, but I'm not surprised that it made the list. So I heard it was good. Hey, I heard it was good. Really? Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I've heard, people who've seen it have said it's really funny. So I'm go- that's one that I'm going to watch. I. Might watch it. I'll see what happens. All right. <laughs> but I'm so I'm surprised that um, Tara Negerton's Robin Hood is on this list. Yeah, that one actually didn't do didn't do well. It did not get a lot of love. I mean, it had a budget of a hundred no. million dollars and and took yeah. just over eighty five million. So yeah, oh, a bit goodness. of a disappointment there. Uh, I've mm, not seen this yeah. one though. I've seen a few other Robin Hood movies, but this one hasn't really inspired me either. to watch. No. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't I wouldn't mind seeing it to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So, Fulia, it, yes. it all comes down to this year. Yes, it does. Yes. <laughs> 2019. <laughs> the, the movies for 2019, which were you know announced this year, for the mm-hmm. 40th Golden Raspberry Awards. Yep. So, I have to say, our mate Sylvester Stallone is back on the list. <laughs> <laughs> he made it again. <laughs> yes, with Rambo Last Blood. I actually went yeah. to watch this movie today, but my copy would not load. So oh, no. I can't give feedback on it. Mm-hmm. So I'm reserving judgment. <laughs> I was going to say, can you or can't you defend it now? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure I'll defend it nonetheless. <laughs> but look, let's face it. The movie that was always destined to win Worst Picture. Oh, yeah. It was inevitable. 
We mentioned it at the top of the show, essentially. Yeah. Cats. (laughs) (laughs) I am really looking forward to watching this movie. You know what? I am too, because I just want to see how terrible it is. Yeah. (laughs) Especially the effects. Mm -hmm. It's one of those (laughs) movies that, you know, we've talked a bit about beer and pizza movies and red wine and popcorn movies. This one, you need a smorgasbord. You need a sushi train, and you need about seven people in the room with you. Yes, yes, definitely. Or maybe nine, one for each cat life. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, oh my goodness. So I'm not going to say anything else about cats, except I can't Mm. wait to watch it. Fulia, will you join me? I will. (laughs) Excellent. Oh my gosh. So, Um, yeah. Yes. Look, that that, so, that, that that was a bit nah. that was a bit of a history of uh, Golden Raspberry Award winners celebrating yes. their fortieth ceremony. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, look, there's some movies there that made the list that we totally support and agree. These are movies yeah. you all should avoid. Yeah, definitely. There's also some movies that were on there that shouldn't be on there, and we stood up for them, didn't we? Yes, we did. <laughs> so these are movies that you should actually check out. Hmm. But, Fulia, do you have any other dishonorable mentions of movies that I should avoid while I'm in lockdown? Okay. Well, there was one film that I saw with you for a Fred Watch review last year that was not mentioned no. at all. No. And that is The Room. Tommy Wiseau's The Room. But is it that bad, really? Because you fell in love with one of the actors, the gentleman who played Mark. <laughs> he meant his beard. Yes, look, he, he he was a bit of a looker, so... So not all bad, but not what, But you're like, look, I can just Google his image. I don't need to watch the movie again. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, I'm surprised it never won a Raspberry Award. It, it, it's funny, though. It didn't actually really get any attention. No. Uh, yeah, and until the book The Disaster Artist was written about the making of the movie. And even that didn't get mentioned. <laughs> no. Well, The Disaster Artist is a fantastic movie, though. Okay, so yeah. that's probably why. Yeah, oh, it, it was critically acclaimed and did really, really well, yeah. 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 Yeah, I'm just, I'm surprised that The Room didn't win Worst Film mm. in what, what year did it come out again? Oh, you're challenging me now. Was it was it the nineties? No, it was the two thousands. Well, two thousands, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Hold on a second. Yeah, it was two thousand and three. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yes, it was two thousand and three. Yeah. Yeah, and in two thousand and three, it doesn't even get a mention. No, no. As I said, it went by unnoticed. Yeah. Yeah, but it's <laughs> cult cult favorite now. My gosh, like, all the cinemas actually put it, like, all the indie cinemas, I should say, actually run that film. Oh, of course, because it's a cult classic. <laughs> and, and everybody gets a spoon. <laughs> well, this is the thing. It's one of those things where um, you have to watch it with other people. That's when it's best enjoyed. And that's when we watched yeah, it. We watched it exactly uh, with a few other people and we had a lot of fun with it. Um, yeah, it was such a fun time. So, Fulia, did you have any other movies that I should avoid or our listeners should avoid? Um, look, I couldn't think of any others. I think the ones that I have seen 
or you know that I don't like have already been mentioned. Yeah, some of our movies um, were on the list, weren't they? Yeah, so there's not much else. Actually, um, in terms of uh, animated films, mm-hmm. um, there is one film that I did not really enjoy um, and also didn't finish because it was that boring. Oh, wow. What um, was it? Yeah. It's um, Zambezia. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, Zambezia, if I, I'm just going to have a quick look, it's got, uh, it's got to do with animals. Mm-hmm. Uh, Adventures in Zambezia. So, it's set in a bustling bird city on the edge of the majestic Victoria Falls, Zambezia. Is the story of Kai, a naive but very high-spirited young falcon who travels to the bird city of Zambezia, where he discovers the truth about his origins and in defending the city learns how to be part of a community. Now, that doesn't scream a great animated <laughs> film, to be honest. Um, I'm not sure that uh, kids... I don't know if kids were really loving it Yeah. at the time. Um, Leonard Nimoy was a character in this. Jeff Goldblum, Abigail Breslin, Jeremy Suarez, uh, Samuel L. Jackson. Like, there's some big names in there. Yeah. Um, but, but the story's boring? I, the story is just so dull. I think I got maybe halfway through it and I was like, nah, can't be bothered with it. It's too, too boring. Okay. <laughs> and, and I stopped and I stopped it and I never went back to watch it. So this is a movie <laughs> I should avoid. Yes. Okay. Well, I've got some titles for you. Okay. Okay. So I'll run through them pretty quickly. So yep. um, our mate Philip Hunting showed me a movie called Down Among the Zedmen, <laughs> which featured okay. some of the uh, folks who were the goons. Uh, quite easily one of the most boring films I have ever seen. If you are curious, just Google the title. You can actually watch it for free online somewhere. Um, yeah. But don't. If you do, though, listen to our Fred Watch review from Fred the Alien Productions. <laughs> But yes, Down Among the Z-Men from 1952. Not a great movie at all. One of the worst I've ever seen, to be honest. Um, yeah. Mentioned before, Xanadu. That was nominated in 1980 yes. for... I was going to say, you said um, that you said you would um, talk about this one. Yeah. So with Xanadu, <laughs> it's with Olivia Newton-John. Absolutely mm-hmm. uh, gorgeous person like she's got such a beautiful personality really and yeah. those eyes are to die for she's just so beautiful um and she's such a charming screen presence but the movie itself is really dull really really oh. dull the best part of wow. the movie is the ending when uh, olivia sings the title song and she's rollerblading around <laughs> yeah. the the okay. yeah the the rink there um but the movie itself no it isn't it isn't great. I mean, it, it's very excessive in its elements and it had potential because yeah. it's got a good cast. Uh, you'd watch it for Olivia. You'd watch it for that final performance, but it's not one I would recommend. Yeah, not a great movie at all. Um, I've got two TV shows that are yeah pretty bad. Um, now, I'm yeah. in the minority for this particular show. It was called Dirty John and it's a Netflix okay. series. Yes, with yeah. Eric Banner 
playing a manipulative man who worms his way into a family to have all I've of the riches. Of that yeah. One. Look, it's yeah. you know, Fulia, it's a fascinating premise. Everyone does yeah. really well. Like, I mean, come on, it's Eric Banner. Absolutely incredible. <laughs> but it needed to be a one hour documentary. It didn't need to be multiple episodes that dragged on. Um, yeah. And yeah, I just, I found myself really bored with Dodie John. Um, yeah. okay. Again, interesting story, but not a great series at all. I'm in the minority yeah. though. A lot of people really enjoyed this show. Um, yeah. A series that I really love or that I really enjoyed the first season of was 13 Reasons Why. Uh, it should have okay. it should have ended at season one. Season ah. one, phenomenal. Yeah. Season two was actually pretty good. Yeah. Season three was a load of crap, and you just kind of go, "Why change things up now? We're used to a particular pattern of how the story unfolds." But mm-hmm. no, it, you know the 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 perspective, the narrator was different. We saw it through a different lens. The leading the leading figure who was there front and center. We were with him for the first two seasons, was relegated more to a supporting character in season three. Absolutely dull. Um, Yeah. Uh, And quite insulting to fans of the series. Do not watch the third season of 13 Reasons Why. If you've never seen the series, um, watch the first season and just stop there. Watch watch season two if you're (laughs) curious. Definitely do not go on to season three. Okay. As a general rule, some disappointing movies. So these movies, I'm not saying are bad, but fall mm-hmm. below expectations. An animated movie that's an absolute classic that I was disappointed when I watched was 1942's Bambi from Disney. Ah. Yeah. It, it's a beautiful film. Looks great. Yep. And yes, the death of Bambi's mother is as sad as people say, but there's just no story to it. There's nothing to sustain it. So I was disappointed with Bambi, especially because it's held in such a high regard. Yeah. Also, horror fans will know what I mean when I say Halloween 3, Season of the Witch from 1982 is a disappointing (laughs) movie. So, Fulia, I know how much you love horror movies, so bear with me on this one. (laughs) I roll my eyes. (laughs) So the first Halloween movie introduces the serial killer Michael Myers, right? Mm-hmm. Halloween 2 brings him back. Halloween 3, they wanted to change direction and really they just wanted the, the films to be anthologies, not connected at all. So they decided okay. to do this with part 3 and it's a totally okay. different story, unrelated to part 1 and 2. And hmm. as a bit of an in-joke, there's a scene where... Um, someone's watching TV and Halloween is playing in the background. So, you know, you can watch part three if you then accept that you've just seen one and two or just films and nothing else. But that movie was so poorly received, did so badly, and people hated it so much that they made Halloween part four and brought Michael Myers back and kept him there for the other movies that followed. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, yeah, Halloween three is an okay movie by itself, I suppose. But it's disappointing. 2017's Star Wars Episode 7... Episode 8. The Last Jedi. Ah, yes. The one that everybody keeps, you know, yabbing on about. (laughs) Now, I'm not going to give this impassioned thing about The Last Jedi, saying that it destroyed my childhood or anything like that. But I Mm -hmm. have to say, as we know, I like the prequels. I love the originals. 
And I really liked part seven. Part seven was really good. Yeah. Part eight, incredibly disappointing. Uh, okay. So, and I haven't seen part nine yet, but I, I do plan to soon. But part eight, I was just like, it's boring. This is the problem. It's actually <laughs> a boring movie and I'm disappointed in it. Yeah. Yeah. For those who like romantic comedies, there's one that I would avoid because it is disappointing. It's Rebel Wilson's Isn't It Romantic? Yeah, I've seen like I've I've seen the trailer for it. I wasn't that keen on seeing it. What did you think? Well, this was the thing. The trailer made me want to see this movie because I also really like Rebel Wilson. I, she's such a yeah. wonderful screen presence. I adore her. And yeah. the premise of a woman who hates romantic comedies finds herself one day in a romantic comedy. I think is oh, a wow. really I think it's a really fun premise. Because it's torture for her, right? Yeah. It, and, and you've got, again, you've got Rebel Wilson as that woman. But the movie just, it, it's like the gags don't don't land nine out of ten times. Uh, oh, and it goes no. on for too long as well. There's some effective moments, don't get me wrong. Yeah. And again, Rebel Wilson is incredibly charming. But there were just, it just, it dragged on. It was annoying that the title yeah. doesn't have a question mark at the end of it. Um, and I know a lot of movies don't have question marks because it's considered bad luck to have a film title with a question mark in it, but it annoyed mm. me. <laughs> it didn't have a question mark <laughs> and that the movie didn't really live up to its potential. This is one where you go, yeah. the premise is amazing. The execution is pretty substandard. <laughs> so they're my uh, recommendations, if you will, of what not mm. to watch. <laughs> I will add in a TV show that I have tried so hard to continue watching but cannot mm-hmm. and that's um it's a britcom and it's called episodes oh my sister loves episodes i've not seen it she <laughs> loves it you're not a fan uh, i've watched the first two episodes and it is very dull right. it is not funny okay like i i love matt leblanc yeah i really do but Unfortunately, the, the the way that they've started the the series, it is really dull, and it for me it feels like torture trying to continue to watch. <laughs> wow! Tell us how you really feel. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Like now, I can't get rid of it on my Stan what continue to watch list because Stan doesn't let you. <laughs> Is this a show that you do never want to go back to watch and finish? Uh, look, I might try and continue on with it, but it's not one season. It's like multiple seasons. Okay. So, so Fulia, this is what you do. <laughs> yes. And all of our listeners, here's a hack. That if you want to get rid of a TV series off your watch list because you're not loving it and you don't want it there anymore and you're like, I'm not going to keep watching this. I really don't want to. Okay, Mm -hmm. go to the final episode of the series. Final season, final episode. Okay. Press play. Yeah. And scroll your finger across your your app or whatever you're using to the very end, to the credits. Yep. Yep. Let the credits roll. And then once (laughs) that episode ends, Stan acknowledges that you've seen the final episode of the whole series and takes it off your watch list. Of your oh continue watching. Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm going to do that. Because unlike unlike Stan, Netflix actually 
uh, it actually gets rid of shows that you haven't watched for a long time. Yeah. If it's still sitting in your continue to watch um, list, it'll get rid of it after a certain time. Yeah. And I love that. <laughs> yeah. So that's all you need to do with Stan. Just go to the final okay. episode ever, forward past right. it to the end. Just let the credits roll out. Yep. Let it finish naturally. And it disappears yep. out of continue watching. Okay. Oh my goodness. I think that is so good because okay. I've accidentally started playing a couple of other shows that I've already watched completely. <laughs> and so it's now just stuck there on the first season of the first episode. So that is a great hack. Thank you very much. You are more than welcome. <laughs> more than welcome. Oh my goodness. Oh, well, that was an amazing, amazing chat. Thank you so much for that, Wayne. Oh, pleasure. I mean, look, we, we've talked a lot, but, uh, you know, you talk movies, you get me going. Yes. <laughs> oh my goodness. It is so much fun. Thank I love you. it. Thank you. Oh my gosh. What has your, uh, month, what is your month looking like at the moment? Well, next month. Look, uh, for the rest, well, look, for the next few weeks, I'm going to be in lockdown and self isolation. So mm. I'm going to do my best to stay creative. I've got some writing projects up in the air. Uh, I don't yep. force my creativity. It's whenever I get that wave of inspiration, I'll do it. Um, but yes. when I'm not writing, I'm going to be watching more movies and more TV shows. I don't get yeah. enough time to do it. I'm trying to make an effort actually now to watch at least one movie a day. Um, okay, that's a, that, that's a good idea now that you've got all the time in the world. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I don't I don't have work for the, paid work for the next month. So, uh, and you know, clearly, uh, f uh, if you haven't guessed, I love movies. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, yeah. So, I'll, so I'm yeah, I'm gonna really try to watch at least one movie a day. Um, revisit yeah. classics and watch movies that I've never seen before, as well. Awesome. Because as we know, Kendall is the movie expert. And when we have conversations, uh, I need to be up to her level. And she raises the standard very high. And I do my yes, best to she does keep go up. very. She does go very in-depth with, um, yes. with her chats about yes. movies. <laughs> I mean, I think Kendall and I tend to compliment one another when we talk a lot. Because I know a lot more of the classic yep. older movies. She's really on point with a lot more of the contemporary movies. Whereas I'm more picky with contemporary movies. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, but now I've, I've got to try to, to to match Kendall's standard. It's it's a task. It's a challenge. But I'm up for it. Um, <laughs> but, awesome. But yeah, like I'll I'll be creating and then uh, and and watching other people's creations more than anything else. I think. Uh, how about Ooh. yourself, Julia? Well, uh, I'll be sort of in a similar boat uh, as you. I'll be finalizing a couple of jobs from home. Um, a potential that I might be doing some security work in, in the near future, but mm. who knows what happens next. Yeah. Um, hopefully, I've hopefully also, get that money in. Yeah, maybe. Um, I've, I'm also looking at doing some of my own little creative projects, sort of like mini sort of things. So we'll see how they go as well. So Great. just trying to stay, just going to stay creative, just like, like, like you said, yeah. um, for yourself. So, um, cause I don't, I don't want to, I, I don't want to end up not having, you know, the skill by the end of it, because this is the, t this is the best time to sharpen your skills in the creative industry so that you can then go out and do a lot of, a lot more amazing things now that you have more skills in your hands. Yeah. Absolutely. So this is a great time to learn and to do your own sort of DIY type stuff. So I'm going to be doing a lot more sort of 
arts and crafts at home. Nice. Um, I'm going to be, you know, doing some other little video projects possibly. So we'll see how that goes. Great. Finding way, finding ways in uh, bringing in a little bit more of an income. Um, in terms of what I can do from home. Yeah, so. <laughs> no, no, good, good. But like like you, I'll be binge-watching a lot of shows and movies as well. <laughs> Absolutely. I think it's, it's for creatives, it's a great opportunity to just reconnect yourself with your creativity, but it's also a great yep. opportunity to rest. Yes, exactly. So if you don't want to be, um, you know, doing the work that, you have been doing normally, um, you know, this is a great time to just relax and just do nothing. (laughs) Absolutely. Self-care is important. And as we're focusing on everyone's physical health, uh, please remember to look after your mental and emotional health as well. Definitely. Mm -hmm. And listen to Fred the Alien. (laughs) Yay, absolutely. I think I've plugged Fred Watch like about 12,000 times, um, which you'll find on Fred the Alien Productions uh, on on all all of the platforms. (laughs) Yes. And the website, of course, which we will be mentioning soon. And with that... That's, That's a, a wrap, wrap on this monthly. On this monthly. <laughs> <laughs> so remember to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for future podcasts from Fred the Alien. Follow us on our SoundCloud, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts. For Fred the Alien merchandise, go to our website, fredthealienproductions.com, and follow the link to our Redbubble, where you can get... Apparel, wall art, home decor, bags and stationery with our own unique Fred the Alien designs by our talented team, Unibums, Incompetent Gamers, our live stage shows and more. Hey, that was a Fulia. That was a Wayne. And you've just just experienced experienced the monthly monthly at Winifred's. (laughs) Two studios, Uh, gotta love it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh, I'm going to have fun singing this one. <laughs> I'm a little Thank rusty. I'm a little rusty. That's <laughs> <laughs> all good. Thank you so much for joining me, Wayne. Kendall, I hope to see you back in the studio soon. <laughs> oh, absolutely. It was an absolute pleasure. Thank you for having me. And Kendall, get well soon. Hope yes. to hear your beautiful voice with Fulia's lovely voice as well on the next monthly, <laughs> but if not, I will be there ready, willing, and able. <laughs> awesome stuff. Thank you, everybody else, for joining us. Absolutely. This was a long episode, so thank you for sticking it out to the end. Absolutely. And, and we hope you uh, stay away from the movies we've just listed. <laughs> yes, and ignore some of those bad, you know, the ones that have been nominated or won worst awards yeah, and, exactly. and go for them if we've recommended uh, yes, yes that's true have fun in lockdown keep busy keep creative keep restful and most importantly keep safe yes stay hygienic people yes look after <laughs> yourselves and each other and thanks once again so much for having me on the monthly it's been a lot of fun no problem see you next time everybody bye, bye.